Wow. Marvin's well, wide awake. <clears throat> Marvin finally came in. Thank you. Thought you were going to, like, shine us again today. That's okay. So, how are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm getting recovered? back on Florida time, which is, uh, you know, nobody cares. They, they don't care that I'm two hours off here. They Yesterday, really when care. I woke up, I woke up at 5 a.m. Which was? Was 7 a.m. Right. Okay, so now, now I'm feeling a little bit better, but you look great. You look a lot sexier today and a lot more comfortable than you did yesterday. I don't know. Maybe, and why is that? Well, I don't know. Maybe meeting me for the first time and doing the four hours of Neil Rogers for the first time. Because we time. had really just met yeah. yesterday. Right. Last well, time last time we met, you were sick. You said, hello, oh. I'm going to throw up. And then oh. you sort of left. That, that's it, because it was like two days before I left for vacation, and I was just, you know, I really drug in here. And I had to drive all the way back, and I went to bed when I got home, and that kind of thing. And you drove in cursing me all the way. No, no. Oh, no, God. Not at all. Gotta I'm, come down here. I wanted to collect it. my paycheck anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, good. At least you had incentive. I feel better about that. So Stan Major and I are sitting in for the vacationing Neil Rogers, who, uh, boy, he's gone, and he appears in the newspaper yesterday. Did you see the picture? I didn't. As a matter of fact, I was surprised uh, when Rick and Suds talked about it because I don't get the Sun Sentinel anymore. Well, I I, I was surprised at the length of the article mm -hmm. because Neil mentions he wants to get rid of the uh, pinheads, as he calls them, and it uh, it warrants a a two column or three column article in the Sun Sentinel. Well, it's a very attractive a very, picture. Jick is a very big fan of Uncle Neil and a regular guest on the show, so. Uh, Rick was right about his uh, almost incestuous relationship. Incestuous. With, uh, well, that's that's most mostly in radio anyway. But uh, so Neil's going to make some minor adjustments. He said we'll have to figure it out when he comes back. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it really will be interesting. Because I remember when we worked out at Winds, uh, he got on this uh, campaign about uh, the language thing again. You mean language, uh, Spanish? The English, Spanish right, thing, okay. yeah. And that was basically the last big Neil Rogers campaign. Topic, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was right in the middle of doing all of the things that he does now. Well, one good thing about Neil, he adapts well and changes well. And everybody seems to, I hate to w use the word copy, but if it works for Neil, like Al Rantel was quoted in the article as saying, well, basically, he sets the standard for what talk show hosts do. Al pretty much says, yeah, I do what Neil does because it works. And uh, that was pretty amusing. But uh, we'll have to see what happens when Neil comes back. By the way, we've got phone lines open here. Does Mike take phone calls in the morning? I haven't heard any, does he, Ranieri? I think he takes uh, a occasional Every once in a while, Roger says. He's very busy. He says he has a lot of things to do. Well, we've it's got a, a reporter uh, reporter from the Herald coming in tomorrow, sitting in with Mike Juan, Juan Carlos. Oh, is he he's coming in? Coming in he's becoming a Neely also. Isn't that interesting? Well, that's great, though. I mean, for you and I who <laughs> work here, that's, that's wonderful. Extra press doesn't hurt. Good press, bad press, whatever. Phone lines are open here, folks. The number's in Dade, 761-9463. In Broward, 524-WIOD. Uh, and this Boca thing is history. Since yeah, you've, uh, gone. You've torn off half the numbers anyway, so that's gone. Palm Beach, the number 655-WIOD, so give us a call. This morning. So anybody else you want to drop a bomb on today? No, or? but I would recommend that nobody unload the uh, lawn, uh, anything connected with the lawn, furniture, or anything, in a lightning storm. <laughs> Do you believe that? That's pretty sad. Wow. Well, That's they play sad. golf out there in lightning storms. Not Have you smart seen them on the, on the course in plantation? Not smart people. And standing I, I under a tree it. is also a big winner. With a metal club. 
in your hand. I can't think of anything right. worse. I mean, that's a lightning rod the in your hand. The trick is to stand in the middle of the golf course and raise it up to the heavens. And you truly become a conductor. Yeah, lightning down here is pretty scary. Yeah. Pretty darn scary. The power went out in my house twice. After a while, it, everything was psychedelic. Everything was glowing. The VCR, the <laughs> the LCDs on all the um, all the clocks. The TV went off. The TV went on. It was nuts. So I couldn't watch anything. I started to watch the uh, interview with Fidel Castro. Oh and yeah, Ted the Turner. big interview, the puff piece with Ted Turner. Fidel needs to um, clean up a bit, you know. Is he still wearing the same fatigues? I, I think he's still 50s? wearing the same fatigues from uh, the 50s. I absolutely think he's wearing the same fatigues. Uh, needs to get, uh, you know, a haircut and a shave. Basically. I've always wondered how he had his cigars checked out. Do you remember the story that the, somebody was going to put poison in one of his no. Cuban cigars? This was, was the CIA no. mafia plot. Was this how they were going to yeah, get this him? Yeah, how they were going to get rid poison of Poison in the cigars? And so I've always wondered exactly how each individually wrapped cigar that Fidel sticks in his mouth is checked out before he actually Do you think he has an up. official cigar uh, smoker? <laughs> <laughs> like a food taster? A cigar smoker here? I think he has to. But anyway, it was interesting that Tanner was doing that this morning. Tanner was into this heavy Mandela thing this morning. Yeah, can you believe sure. that? Yeah, I, I can because it's a big issue down here. And a large portion of his audience are Latin. And now uh, we're seeing uh, also in the, in the newspaper reports this morning, we're seeing interesting uh, uh, opposition within the Cuban community. Now, the Cuban community seems to be splitting on the Mandela business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About five counties... So we thought we were going to have one big demonstration out in front. We're going to end up having two a big couple. demonstrations. A couple of counties, uh, well, or, or cities, I should say, Miami, Miami Springs, have, have come out and said uh, they uh, will not support or sanction uh, Mandela's visit down here. We always seem to get in the news some way. He's been in major cities all over the country, and Miami seems to uh, always get negative. Yeah. Well, negative. he's addressing a, a session, joint session of... Uh, uh, Congress this morning, and there are some people who are going to either walk Boycott, out or boy. not show up. Boycott. So, you know, his words the other day are uh, kind of, uh, you know, if, if, if he had a public relations man in New York City, a public <laughs> relations person would be going out of their gourd right now. Sure, Why sure did you be. say that? You had this you had this country in the palm of your hand, and you walked in and you well, said I'll that. We've got some theories on that. We'll take some callers on that. We've got to take a break at 1012 at WIOD. We'll be back. Miami Heavy. We're back. We're back on a Tuesday. Is that what it is? So did you, do you normally, um, have you ever worked in your career with a, another co-host? Uh, not not uh, per se. No. Not I, per I really se? haven't. No, I've always wanted to. In fact, uh, when I was at Winds, uh, we used to bring people in and audition them on the air. Did you really? Which, uh, Off the streets yeah, or with some, any Yeah, anybody that walked by, you know, walk, Good. anybody happened Pretty to be like in Carroll City people. at the time, you know, come <laughs> come on in and, uh, you know. Right. But uh, that that soon ended when uh, they they told me straight out that they didn't have the budget to have a sidekick. Uh, and, and that's and about the to... time that the bird worked into the sidekick thing with Neil. And worked so. into it really well. Well, it worked, you know, for a while, and then things happened. Hope he saved his money. Yeah. I wonder where he is today. I don't know. I heard a lot of rumors he was working up in Lakeland, but I'm not quite sure what he's doing. Let's take this call here. It's been on a, a while. Wilton Manners. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rand Stan Show. <laughs> hey, Stanley. What? How you doing? I'm here. Hey, I got a question for you. What's the question? What? Yeah, what's the question? Um, 
while you're doing the daytime show, if there's an opening in the evening where the uh, New York Yankees aren't losing or something like that, are you still doing the evening shows, or what's the scoop here? No, uh, G. Michael McKay was on last night, and uh, I completely forgot about it, and I didn't turn the radio on. I'm sorry, I was going to turn the radio on to see uh, see what the show sounded like, but so I'm, I'm very embarrassed by the fact that I didn't do that. What was I doing last night? You wasn't even listening to your own show, huh? No, no, not listening to the radio. I but see. that's nothing new. I hear you. So, Stanley, tell me, is uh, Randy, she a hot babe, or what the heck is going on here? A huh? fabulous babe, sir. Yeah, she's a fabulous she is. Fabulous she's babe. Much more relaxed today than she was yesterday. She looks great and uh, looks like she got uh, a nice uh, <clears throat> a nice bit of rest overnight. I had to. The power went out in my house last <laughs> nothing night. Else nothing else to do. Nothing else to that's do. That. Couldn't read anything. Forget Especially it. in plantation. Well, that's good. Well, I tell you, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be the very first caller of the day on the Ram Stan Show. You guys are doing a great job. And well, we I'll... appreciate it, sir. All right, I'll talk to you later. See you later. Bye. Sounds like you're a guy who'd like to be on the radio. <clears throat> Neil has a lot of those. How do you, you know? how do you get that impression? The Rand Stan Show. Oh. The way they lower their voice, you know, <laughs> and pretend they're a radio announcer. Being clever. Well, we do that <laughs> growing up, too. Pretend. Uh, we got a mobile on line five. How you doing, Stan and Randy? Great. How are you? I can't complain. Stan, I'm listening to Brian Ferry. I figured you'd like that one. Yeah, right. Do you I'm know that I heard it? Do you I'm know who Brian Ferry is, Randy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm listening and to he him. isn't played down here at all. I know. Can you believe that? There's a lot of things not played down here. Do you, yeah, have, that, right. do you have the album, that Bet Noidier, or what is it? Yeah, I've got that. That's, that's pretty good. I think we even talk to uh, Tanner, who's coming in sometime this morning, yeah, about how hard it is to get new records played down here in Miami. Uh, that's true. I wonder why. Miami. Oh, they let's can. ask him how he selects his records, whether or not a consultant does it for it. No, <laughs> they, flip, they, they flip a coin. They flip a coin. They I probably gotta, do, or dart sometimes. i got to tell you a Brian Ferry story. I'm sitting in... Uh, a terrible restaurant in Colorado Springs <laughs> at the mall called the Red Robin, which is like a Friday's, but it's not a Friday's. Okay? I, hope Neil, I hope Neil isn't listening about you picking another terrible restaurant. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a, it was really horrible. And I hear Slave to Love by Brian Ferry playing on the, you know, the the system. Uh -huh. And which, I, that's the first. I've never heard a Brian Ferry record in a restaurant while I've been Oh, I heard it in my uh, hair salon, but anyway, go ahead. In your hair salon? Where, where is your hair salon? Hair, where am I cut my hair? Oh, I see. Well, I thought you were cutting hair. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Hey, that's a big business, you know. That's a good business to get into. Oh, I might hell do yeah. That. Hair cutting? Hell yeah. yeah. We'll call you Mr. Stan. A lot Mr. of money. Stan. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> I got, can I say a poem for both of you guys? That a I got? poem? A poem, yeah. A poem, sure. Randy... And Stanley went up the hill both with a buck and a quarter. Oh, Randy God. came down with two fifty. I don't think you want to hear that one. But we do appreciate you trying to be clever. Ten nineteen. <laughs> New stock. Now where was that guy yesterday when I needed the the care package? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, speaking of which, care package. Salman Rushdie donated eight thousand dollars. Is it toward the uh, relief fund for the Iranians? Can you imagine the reaction to that? When they find out in Iran, yes. they'll probably ship everything back that's oh, coming Oh, no, in. are you kidding? They'll say, give us money. Because that's what they want. They want money. Wow. He said, strictly for humanitarian reasons, he'll, uh, and he even though he, there's still a price on his head. He didn't put his return address. In <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, $100,000 or ruples or whatever the hell, camels, uh, yeah. to, uh, to get, right. get him? Get him? What the heck? <laughs> Miami, good morning. Yes, and good morning, Stan Randy. Good morning. Morning. You were saying a few minutes ago, you were wondering why uh, Mr. Mandela said what he said. 
Well, I can give it. I can give you Mr. Mandela's situation in two words. He is a terrorist, and he's a communist. Well, that's an interesting point, sir. It is. And also, it. something else you don't know. I he's guess. also been in prison for 27 well, years, no. so he's in a major time warp there. Well, the point is, he is around terrorism. He's around murder. He is a uh, communist. He, he, he aligns himself the AC and that ACN. Is aligned with the communists. Also, something else you didn't know, and I guess a lot of people didn't know until I found out, that our president gave your tax pay, your tax money to Mr. Mandela. Ten million dollars was appropriated. I think it was ten days ago. Mm -hmm. Ten, ten million was was given to this organization. Was given to Mr. Mandela to, to, to Nelson Mandela. And I've talked to a lot of people, and they never even knew about it. But and they're what you call they're very uh, upset that the government of the United States uh, gives money to terrorists and communists when they're, they're, they're supposed to be a democratic country. Sim you know, simple as that. I mean, you know, I, mean I, don't, I don't go for apartheid either, okay? I thought Mr. Mandela was, was what he was made out to be. But now, now he puts his foot in his mouth by uh, aligning himself with Gaddafi and with Fidel Castro and the rest of these. Well, he'll align himself with anyone who supports his cause. Well... Anyone. I mean, I don't think there's anyone well, he, he doesn't support. Well, you know, but the, the, but the point is, he's not, he's not, he's not democratic. That's what, he's not a democratic individual. I mean, uh, there's points have been brought out that he has, and his group, have murdered blacks in South Africa. Oh, I know that. Well, right. I mean, anybody like that, forget it. I, uh, listen, listen, I'm not Cuban. I, you know, don't involve myself with the Cuban situation. But as far as Mr. Mandela, I think uh, what we should have done down here... It's just told him, we don't need you, Mr. Mandela. And then that, and that, and that asked me that, uh, that, uh, that, that labor organization, thank God I don't, belong, I don't belong to that organization. I would personally go there and turn in my card. Because I'm not, I don't want my union money going towards somebody who was a communist and a terrorist. You know, simple as that. All right, sir, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's interesting yeah, it that is. this particular organization has supported Mandela financially in the past, and that's the reason he's coming down. Do you here. know how much money he's making at every stop? I mean, he's collecting big, big checks to bring back to Africa. He says to support his organization, African mm -hmm. National Congress, and a lot of it is is going to buying weapons. You know what scares me? It's the uh, the possibility that uh, his appearances in this country are uh, just basically a facade. It's moderation presented. He happened to open his mouth and say the wrong thing uh, at the wrong time. Uh, and after he collects all this money and he goes back, then what happens? Well, that's We're going to have thing. bloodshed in the streets? Absolutely. I, I mean, this guy I could end up back in jail. Bloodshed you know? in the streets. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to end up back in jail. They can't possibly do that to him anymore. Well? He's, he's a... I think he definitely should be recognized as a, uh, a human rights leader. I mean, for being in jail for 27 years, believing in in uh, what you uh, what he's believed in, and kept that that fire burning. I certainly don't think he's on the same scale as a Martin Luther King, though. No. I mean, and he gets a ticker tape parade in New York on the Nelson Mandela tracking map. Uh, he's in Washington, then Atlanta, and then he comes down here on Thursday, which should be an interesting adventure. 1024. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. <laughs> That's horrible. They're selling, well, come on. They're selling all sorts of uh, things during the tour, which, again, are going toward uh, the, the African National Congress. The Any Winnie jacket? Mandela outfits? No, no oh, Winnie, sure. thank goodness. I don't think that... Uh, <laughs>
that'll catch on, you know. Uh, she's certainly not a fashion plate, as they say. Satin tour jackets, 50 bucks. T-shirts, two different styles, mind you, 20 bucks a pop. Actually, that's cheaper than Paul McCartney T-shirts. <laughs> that was like $32. A Nelson Mandela sweatshirt for $29. Baseball cap or a Nelson? Did you see him walking around in Washington with his uh, New York Yankees uh, cap on and and jacket? You can buy windshield decals for uh, three bucks, buttons for three bucks. Still That's incredible! Coins. I didn't know they were doing that. Oh, absolutely. They're they were vendors. writing poems and songs about this guy when he was in prison. Now we can buy uh, t-shirts, jackets, it's hats, good. and Nelson Mandela oh, t-shirts. That's the American way. That is you know the American that. way. Absolutely, <laughs> that is the American way. So, out of the twenty bucks, uh, what ten goes to uh, to Nelson and ten goes to the American way of life? I saw a real example of the American way of life out in Colorado at the Air Force Academy, the gift shop. Now they have a huge gift shop, and guess what they have in there? All of the things that you could possibly want to buy for your wardrobe. Okay. Everything. You in, name it. All in khaki colors it's, or well, blue and silver and uh hats and jogging outfits. I mean you don't have to go to Jordan Marsh or to Burdines or any place. Just go to the Air Force Academy, pick out your whole wardrobe. I didn't see any dresses. That they didn't quite go that far. But I don't think it was huge. That those guys would look too great in dresses, but No, I don't think By the too. way, do you know that the armed forces have uh have banned uh, two live crew, and we'll talk about that. Uh, really? From being sold in their stores or played on the base. Oh, someone said, well, that's ridiculous. It's not like those guys haven't heard those words before. Well, the military is very interesting. They're very uptight about stuff. Because uh, I was with AFN in Germany uh, when Elvis became very popular. This is before he went into the Army. He had a lot of hit records, and they didn't play any Elvis records. We didn't play any Elvis that records. That rock and roll. Bad rock that and rock roll, and roll right? in Satan. That's it. I'll tell you. That's so it. Get you. It's the same thing all Every over time. again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. It's really interesting how that's coming around. They really have to recognize the fact that rap music is its own art form uh, altogether. They just don't know how to deal with it. So Bill Tanner will be here from Power 96. Bill is going to come in. I think Don Cox Don and Cox. Um, Mark Mosley. Yep. And then uh, a little later on we'll have... Um, Mindy. Mindy from uh, Mindy Frompus from uh, Mindy, the Mindy and Mallow show. Right. From Hot 105. So it should be quite a morning right here at uh, 610 WIOD. Let's take this caller in Miami. Hello, Randy. Good morning. <coughs> Hello, Stan. How are you doing? Um, I don't know if you remember me. I used to use a nickname called Dancing Queen because we both like ABBA so much. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've heard you. The Dancing Queen, what did you say? What was your nickname? Nickname was Dancing Queen. It's my CB handle because ABBA was okay. very popular. Yeah, okay. she was very into ABBA. And so somebody walked out of here with my CD that I had. Of ABBA? Aww. You haven't. You're, you'll terrible. live through it, Stan. Trust me. I don't think so. You'll live through it. <laughs> it's difficult to get them. Uh, to get the CDs so. and the... Um, because they don't seem to keep very much of it in stock. Even though they're very still very popular, the music. Where? In Europe. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, what's up? Dancing Queen? <laughs> a little this, a little that. One thing I wanted to comment on the last caller that you had that was talking about Mandela is that I don't agree with everything that he had to say, Mandela had to say, but you've got to understand his position being in jail looking out from barbed, you know, wire. No, I understand that. I agree with you there. And After the other part of it is, is that the people that he spoke about didn't um, hesitate to 
give them aid. To be supportive of mm -hmm. him, and yet this country sat on the fence, and we're supposedly the human rights people and all this, and yet we were sending money into South Africa and, and closing our eyes to what was going on over there. And, I mean, we had a two-sided vision here. I think it's a, the United States is a, a real shaky position at this point. It's my own observations. First of all, you have a minority rules government over there. White people are ruling the government. The majority is blacks, and they've really kept the blacks down big time. And now the decision is how do they integrate them into the system? How do they put them into the government without losing at least uh, a bit of control? And they're, you know, they're, they're pretty shaky here. They've gone into towns. They've uh, helped the economy the white folks help the economy build a town and now the question is how do they give it over to the blacks without losing control and and I mean we did the same thing with the American Indians here we sort of pushed them out of their their homeland and how do you give it back to them that's a big problem the United States is not one to uh, to come up with solutions in this situation and the other part of it is that Mandela by coming here and going around and making these speeches and talking to the different leaders at different levels is showing that he doesn't hold a grudge against us for our policy. And we should think, you know, and Why should he hold a grudge too. against somebody that gives you $10 million? Well, the other part is that he at least came over here with his hands open. To collect checks. Yeah. Well, that's coming from people. That's their choice. They, they were sending money over there anyway. See, the thing that bugs me, though, is the fact that uh, he has been booked by an organization which is not based in this area. He's been booked to speak in this area, mm -hmm. and his appearance here is simply going to, again, divide the ethnic community in this area. And, and that, you know, I don't know how, you know, under the First Amendment, man has, uh, people have a right to book him, man has a right to speak. But, uh, boy, I just wish that it was in Boston or someplace. Because here you have the, uh, you've, al you've already got the divisiveness. But he was in Boston. And we already have such, we already have such parochial attitudes in Miami that we only listen to what we want to hear. I mean, he stands for a wonderful thing. It's a horrible, deplorable condition in South Africa. Awful. Has to be changed. I don't know how, though. I don't think he does either. That's the problem. But at least to have the dialogue is a big step. Well, he's, you know, he's starting it. It's he's interesting, in it. his little speech, in his retort to Bush yesterday, when Bush was quoting Dr. Martin Luther King about the nonviolence thing, and then uh, Mandela came back and said, wait, whoa, wait a minute, I'm paraphrasing very loosely here. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're oppressed uh, and and you have to do some things that maybe you don't normally want to do, which is interesting because in his support of Fidel Castro, there's a lot of oppression in Cuba. So is he advocating then the oppressed people in Cuba to arm themselves and fight against the government, which is exactly what he's saying about South Africa? Well, he certainly doesn't point that out. Or, or nope. He likes the fact that the Cuba and the PLO are giving him support, money, whatever they're giving him. He'll take it from anyone at this point in time. But also he was looking back over the fact that Israel was sending money into South Africa and selling them arms and things against, like when they weren't supposed to, supposedly that wasn't supposed to be being done, and we were sending money, and it wasn't until um, 1985 that we voted about sanctions. That's only five years ago. Yeah, we did drag our feet for some time. And it doesn't really say much for, supposedly we're supposed to be this big democratic ideal, and that we... Um, but we will still support people and governments that um, 
Yeah, look what Bush is doing with China. Mm. Right. China, and mm. it happens in um, Central America. All right, Dancing Queen, thanks for your thoughts. That's very, very nice. Ben I liked him. you, I can tell. I missed him. He wasn't here yesterday. <laughs> in Boston, you were just talking, he was there. There were uh, dinners for Mandela, $5,000 a plate. California, reception tickets were $1,000 to $50,000. Mm. A guest of honor in New York, 5000 to $25,000 a plate. Does that mean you get a sandwich for 5000 <laughs> and for 25000 now you get, uh, you know, a get prime a rib yeah, right. or something like that? Is that how it works? Probably. All cold. <laughs> By the time I guess again. so. Good morning, Hollywood. Yeah, hello. 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 Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, first of all, let me tell you, I miss you in the morning. Oh, thank you. My morning drive is not the same. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, Mandela. Yes. This guy. Well, first of all, let me tell you, I have been to South Africa. I have relatives, big family in South Africa. I talk to them all the time. Mandela's a communist. He is a bitter, hateful, miserable human being who lies with every breath that he takes. His wife is probably worse than he is. They live in a one of the townships called Soweto. Mm -hmm. The little house that they always show you is not his house. Mm. He had a house which was for Soweto fairly large. Uh, they were building... He was in jail at the time. Winnie was having a castle built across the street from which they presently... where they were living at the time. But I mean a huge mansion. That they never show you. We never hear... First of all, let me tell you, mm -hmm. apartheid is bad. Horrible. Horrible. Deplorable. It really is. But it's not as bad as we're led to believe uh, in many instances. Sure it is. You've got a well, government I, run by a minority. Yeah, wait, minority race. Let me just tell you. It's wrong. I, I don't question this. But when you go into the big cities like Johannesburg... Blacks go into restaurants along with the whites. The blacks stay in the same hotel. The government is, does not have one black member. No. No. I'm not, forget the government for a minute. We'll get to that. <laughs> they don't... They live... I, I'm not racist. They live in the same hotels. They walk the same streets. They are not stopped for passports, which we are led to believe has just happened. This has been going on for years now. Uh, in some of the small cities... Uh, like being back in Nazi dump. You know, they're just, uh, the blacks are like, being, they're, they're total slaves in small towns. So the question is, sir, how, how do we get rid of apartheid? What's the solution? Uh, if I knew, I would be a very wealthy man. That's right. That's the question. I don't think they anybody don't know. knows. I don't think he knows there, either. He doesn't. There are people there, uh, what's his name, Bordelaisi who is the head of the Zulus, which is the largest tribe in Africa, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's, who's much more moderate. Uh, Mandela has set down certain rules that he said the white government have to follow in order for him to sit down and talk with them. He wants everybody released from prison. He wants uh, all restrictions lifted. He wants a lot of things. He wants a lot of things. Right. He has no right, because he has no government standing, to set down the rules that have to be followed. Well, sir, you don't ask, you don't get. 
Well, you, you could ask, but you don't say that this is the way it must be. You ask. You sit and you talk about mm. where are you going to go. Okay. Interesting point. You know, another interesting thing, somebody who has faded into the far background is uh, Desmond Tutu, who basically is a nonviolent person. And now we Very have quiet. the Mandelas who are out in front. Yep. So what's going to happen when he brings Raising all his guns fist. and stuff? Uh, Raising you know. what happens? People yeah. will get shot. People are going die. to get killed. Right, I, exactly. The last time I was in Johannesburg, a couple of years ago, uh, we were leaving Johannesburg to go up to Pretoria, which is a terrible city, by the way. Apartheid, that's the capital. Uh, apartheid up there is in, was in full force. I mean, it was, it was awful. But we were leaving uh, Johannesburg, and I don't know, ten minutes after we left the city, there was an ex there was an explosion right near one of the hotels uh, outside one of the government uh, police buildings. It blew diamond stores, jewelry stores, buildings out, and hotels out. It was a huge explosion. Uh, censorship, of course, in the newspapers, people don't know about it. They call people, you know, uh, friends or relatives or whoever they know within that area to find out what happened. But these bombs really don't accomplish anything. They just kill innocent people. Mm. Well, it sounds like the, uh, the sounds like Israel. the IRA, right? Exactly. And that's the PLO. Exact, that's exactly. exactly what the that's exactly. what the ANC is. And this guy comes in and tells our president that he's going to teach him about apartheid and how and the story that goes on in South Africa. Mm -hmm. That's nonsense. Mm -hmm. And as far as let me just give you another instance. As far Sir, as I've got to take a break here. You want to hang on? Sure. Okay, hang on. All right, we'll uh, take a break. 10.41, come back. Don't forget, around 11 o'clock, I guess, uh, Bill Tanner, Don Tanner Cox, Cox, Mark Mosley from uh, Power 96 will be in. And we'll continue on uh, 610 WIID. Martin and Sam Major on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. I think we should just keep playing that song. Isn't that great? Boy, are we heavy this morning. But I, I, more mics I, in here? You know, I think there's a big contest going. This is fascinating about all the hype, uh, the T-shirts, the satin jackets and everything. So what? So we have a big contest going as to who has the most hype, the new Tom Cruise movie, which opens today, or the Mandela Tour. Oh, well, it'll be tough. Uh, I it'll think they tough. ought to have, like, rock and roll shirts for, you know, the, the Wilson Mandela Tour of 90. You know, something like that. Nelson Mandela. Well, we have Nelson Mandela is. satin jacket. Yeah. 50 bucks there. Great. Not bad. Uh, Tom Cruise was uh, on the cover of Rock and Roll Rolling Revolution. Stone magazine. I guess Nelson's got to uh, make the cover of it. He'll also. be there next, obviously. Are we jaded here? I mean, here is a man representing the spirit of human rights. No. The fact that people want to be free. Well, what, what are we buying here with a satin jacket? Are we buying $50 with a satin jacket? Does that buy ammunition to blow away people in South Africa? What, I'm wh sure what a part of about? it does. Because he does not, uh, he believes in violence. Mm -hmm. To get, you know, the end justifies the means, that type of thing. Or the means justifies the ends. He uh, is not a non-violent man. I'm not sure that's the way to go, though. And neither is President Bush. Well, now that we're going to have... We have the Cuban community split in Miami on, on Mandela's appearance, so what we can have is we can have them printing up T-shirts out in front. You think they'll be very vocal <laughs> out in front, as they I don't say? Know. I don't know. There's just, somebody's holding a news conference today. Cubans in favor of Mandela's appearance is holding a news conference today. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm absolutely serious. We'll get our news update on that one. Uh, 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 Let's check out this line in Miami. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Fine. How are you? 
well, not too good in this moment. What's because that? I'm listening to the uh, Mandela debate. Uh -huh. The only good thing is that um, you and Stan seem to be doing it pretty right, keeping it above the table. But the other people are just... Um, what other people, sir? <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Give us an example here. Uh, We're confused. It's, it's, it's the feeling. It's the feeling of, of knowing that um, by being from Liberty City, I don't have to go far to see oppression. Mm -hmm. And um, knowing that, you know, I don't believe in, in, in terrorism or or whatever, whatever. But I believe in something because I'm here. Mm -hmm. And to have people um, that's angry and upset and he's a racist and he's a this, they're just missing the entire point. What is the point? Tell us. Uh, a man was imprisoned 27 years of his life. You know, he's fighting oppression, uh, minority rule. And uh, I just feel real negative about Miami and, and, and the way it's dividing us because, you know, I have a lot of Latin friends and a lot of whatever, um, other friends and things, and I don't want to um, be angry with them because of who they are. But I find myself easily being able to uh, to find that anger inside mm -hmm. because it's, it's by living in Miami, like I said, but when I live in Liberty City, it's like maybe there is something to it, being oppressed and having this feeling. Mm -hmm. and, um, and this anger, it's okay to be angry and to want to strike out against something. Know, for our condition, or, or and I'm not saying me as an individual. Right, but you know, what does that get you, or what does that get the community by striking out? What does it, what does it do? Does it sometimes it makes me feel closer and more informed, and and if it's possible, blacker, not not Americanized, but just just right with my roots. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like I live out in the Fountain Blue area, mm -hmm. and the wife loves it, but I hate it. You know, because I like to smell barbecue or hear a little gunfire in the air or, <laughs> or see people playing cards. You know, I, I enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? You run right down to Liberty City every time uh, well, I'm from cop, Liberty cop City. gets off scot-free, huh? I'm from there. <clears throat> you know? Yeah, but you, don't, you, don't you agree with me? You think this is good for the community, for this outside group that's holding this national convention to sponsor him in here? I, well, that's a good point. Because what what it leads to me. I mean, if, the, if if their convention was being held in Phoenix, we wouldn't hear another thing about this. But it happens to be held here, now, which so means that Mandela's coming here. He's already spouted the uh, uh, the crap about uh, Castro and the PLO. So he's so immediately he's got two huge groups against him, which are going to react. Well, of course. And then within those groups, you're going to have people react. I don't think anybody's disputing the fact that uh, of, of his struggle, of the 27 years he was in jail, the fact that he still remains true to the ideals that he uh, once held and still does. But he's, the solutions he's offering are not very palatable. Let me let me say uh, answer Stan's question because that that brings me to the black community, our so-called leaders, these these people, and they're not my leaders. I don't know who selected these people. Why our lives can't they're, go on? They're self-appointed. You know, why our lives can't go on? If the Cuban community don't support it, so what? Or if the Jewish community don't support it, so what? Why we can't have our own parade in Liberty City? Why do we have to make it an issue? And, and who said you can't? Well, well, I'm saying we won't. I mean, none of them will stand up and, and say something intelligent like what you two are doing. I mean, these people, why aren't they being quoted in the news by... Um, saying, well, we're going to go on as a community and do da-da-da, da-da-da. You know, it's like as though they're... It, 
they don't even know what to say because they really have nothing you know, to say. You know, the only black leader I've, I've heard being quoted around town is the leader of the N NAACP. Oh, well, she's good. That's, she's McNeil. very good. She's good. She's very sharp, you know, but she's have, the only one. We have some positive people, and I will be there Thursday at um, the parks. But um, it's, 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 it's perfect for us, if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. you know, for as, as a people. And he doesn't need to have acceptance from um, from all of the other groups. But we as a group of people here in Miami, it, it pisses me off that our leaders seem like, our males especially, if it's a riot, then they can talk. But anything else like economics, or they can talk about drugs, but economics. And, and, well, that comes with education, sir. But educa they, they, they have nothing to say on these things. Nothing intelligent to say. And that bothers me. Well, that bothers me too, and it should bother you. It should yeah. bother your community. And 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 that's that's why you know I'm I'm not I'm really I don't want to become emotional about this because I think you and Stan are handling it perfect. You're saying what I would want to say in an intelligent type way. Only difference is I may become a little more emotional, like with that last caller. I may call him a racist and tell him to shut up or something like that <laughs> every now and then. Well, listen, we appreciate your thoughts. All righty. Thanks for calling. Right, take bye care. bye. There's another aspect that's going to be very interesting, and that's going to be the television coverage, coverage of not Mandela. But I the mean, community that, reacting the, yeah, to Mandela. Right, right, because the TV stations uh, here in South Florida have this propensity to uh, uh, cater to the Cuban community. And they're going to find themselves in a difficult position because a lot of blacks are already upset. Mm -hmm. And if they uh, if they they pull this uh, usual stuff that the Herald and that a couple of the TV stations are known for with regard to the Cuban reaction, quote. and that's why I'm glad to see the split in the Cuban Cuban community because now what you've got is you're going to have the television news folks who are going to have to be on their toes to make sure they don't give a slanted version of this whole thing. But we know that won't happen. <laughs> I wish uh, she knocks the mic off here. It's 10.52. A lot of callers to get to. We will do that after this break. I'm taking what they're giving because I'm working fine. And postcards of Rochester, New York to send to his mom. Or working out on the Nautilus machine at the local health center. But Neil is on vacation. Filling in for Neil this week, Randy Martin and Stan Major. On News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. I'd like to see Neil working out on the uh, local Nautilus. I think that would be quite a sight, don't you? I got a feeling that <laughs> Neil is not where he told everybody he was going to be. Really? Yeah. You think he is in Hollandale then? I'm, I'm not going to say where I think he is, but uh, from what he told me where he was going to go, I think he probably spent a couple of days there and went someplace else. And because you said he doesn't like the cold and it's, it's oh, cold there. Well... You know, let's not go any further than that. Oh, people are really going to know where out. he is by finding out cold. I want to know if Henry had to buy new suits. That's what. Did you have to buy new suits, or did you have the pants taken in, Henry? Why is you Henry fading away? Taken in? You're that kind. Huh? You don't just go down to the store and uh, pick out new suits because you look good. Well, I wish I could lose two pounds and look that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in how you dress. Ten fifty-seven. Good morning. This is Randy Martin, along with Stan Majors, sitting in for the vacationing Neil Rogers. We've got uh, some calls coming up here before we get into news time. Miami Shores. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm calling about the uh, Nelson Mandela thing. The Nelson Mandela thing. Uh, specifically, the uh, Hispanic community mm -hmm. and their protests. Mm -hmm. I heard in the news they're even talking about uh, rallying when he comes into town. And I believe one of the guests said, um, should he 
have come to Miami. I think it's a perfect place to come to, especially with our problems that we have in the community. Uh, it seems the Hispanic community only wants to speak out on issues when it really concerns their point of view. When Orlando Bosch, the whole thing was going on with him, they didn't see any shame of coming out to march for his support. You know? That's a great point. I was going to bring Bosch up, and that's I'm glad you did. That's a great idea. You know, and as a black college student, it becomes very obvious how the whole little system works. It's all right to speak out against Nelson Mandela and his supposed terrorist actions, but when it comes to Orlando Bosch, it makes you wonder, is it all right to uh, bomb a couple of people out of the sky because, well, you know, that's not your your point of view and they didn't have your point of view so it's all right it's, it's for the freedom of cuba oh that's patriotism mm-hmm. you know uh, right exactly that's <laughs> patriotism and he was in jail simply because they couldn't find a country to take him right and now it's our uh responsibility to take in a man who the government says he had something to do with it but so the cuban community but you can understand say, you can understand um People getting upset with his comments about uh, Fidel. Oh, I mean, you can understand definitely, that. Definitely. But let's put it this way. Let's say you knew me as a personal friend and I did something for you that really helped you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, someone else tells you that I've been doing something else, which might not stand up to, you know, your morality or something. Do you, are you supposed to hate me? I mean, how are you going to, you know, base that opinion? The Cuban community seems to forget he's been in jail for 27 years. He hasn't been visiting Fidel, you know. His main, you know, worry was on his country. He wasn't around visiting dignitaries in other countries. Well, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. We appreciate your thoughts. We've got to uh, take a break here. Henry Barrow with the news, and then we've got a whole studio full of people. Coming up next, 610 WIOD. News Talk Radio 610 WIOD presents The Neil Rogers Show. Filling in for the vacationing Neil Rogers are Randy Martin and Stan Major. To get in touch and talk, call 751 WIOD and Dave. Broward is 524 WIOD. In the Palm Beaches, 655 WIOD. The opinions expressed for the guests, hosts, or callers are not necessarily those of the station. Now for Neil Rogers, here's Randy Martin and Stan Major. I figure being in radio so long, I'm deaf. I can't hear anymore. Without headphones, i got to crank this up real loud. Well, we're joined in the studio by Bill Tanner, Mark Mosley, Cheryl Lee from Power 96. Well, we're glad to be here. And yeah, it is. Sort of, you see, you, you have kind of like this ghostly echo in this room. We like that. <laughs> we like that. Is that too loud, Mark? Okay. We like that. Well, thanks for joining us. The Too Loud morning. Crew. <laughs> exactly. The Too Loud Crew. Right there, Tanner. Watch it. I'll have to arrest you I'm there. I'm sorry we brought Sheriff Nick along Just with us. Right. You're all under <laughs> arrest. Police tomorrow patrol. One downtown. America's <laughs> beloved morals. What a problem. Sh- I can't understand a word he says. Arrest that man. I'm going to arrest you as soon right. as the news crew gets here. I'm like, hey, wearing. Is that a conga? A conga. I wonder, did you hear this? This uh, nightclub, is it Facade, is mm-hmm. going to have a Tonga party where people can wear their Tongas? I wonder if the sheriff will be there to arrest He's them. He's been there before. Well, no, no, 
Oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a facade. It was a tutura. He'll have to arrest me because I'm going to I'm going to host. You're going to be wearing a tonga. I'm going to host it. Oh. In a tonga. In a tonga. <laughs> Stan made no, it. And they should arrest you. Then they have to double the price. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the I part... saw you on the CBS Evening News the other day. Yeah, there I saw myself. One wow. day I was uh, I was watching the news. It was one of these things where I had already seen the ABC news at 6.30, and so I really wasn't interested in the news, but the people were hooking the cable up. Yeah. So they flipped it over to Channel 6 and caught the 7 o'clock news, and all of a sudden I came on out of file footage. And what did you say? <laughs> Uh, or just a disc jockey. The first quote was pretty good. I said that uh, uh, that Donna Summers' uh, "Love to Love You, Baby" was like an eight-minute orgasm. Absolutely. And CBS selected that. And my mother said, "Did you have to say that on national <laughs> television?" <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then I don't remember what the second was. It was highly insignificant, like most of what I've said <laughs> in my career. <laughs> We were just talking about uh, Nelson yeah. Mandela all morning, and, and you and were doing it on your show this morning. Also. It was the hot was topic on our show this and morning. Probably will be again tomorrow. It was. Uh, it was. I think one of the fairest, most balanced sides. We have a very Hispanic audience. About two thirds of the listening is is Latin, and uh, but there were a number of of uh, Cuban listeners who were calling in saying, "Well, you know, there is." Uh, uh, we don't agree with him, and we don't agree with his comments about Castro and Gaddafi and Arafat, but we do think that he has a right to be heard and make his, his statement. So it was a more... It's a lot of people remember the way Cuba was the, the day, you know, the way before Cuba mm -hmm. was, and yeah. they say, we don't want it that way again. Yeah. We don't believe him, but let him go ahead and speak. But, you know, it seems to be that those are... It seems to be that some of the older Cubans... And I, I say this sort of as a generalization. I may be treading on dangerous ground here, but it seems like some of the older Cubans are the ones that are so uh, bent on suppressing anyone who doesn't agree with what they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the that's younger what, Which happens Cuban to be a lot of people in government. Yeah, yeah, very true. Well, of course, and, and this swings very neatly into this whole two live crew issue here of, of you have people playing to the voting public, which is old and conservative. And people will call talk shows like this one all day long, and they will call my show, and they will raise hell on the air. But ask them the last time that they went to vote, and you'll find an awful good point. small good minority. Point. Do you think this two live crew has died down? The issue yeah. has died down yeah, a lot. Right. What did the polls say? A third of the public is there. Right, exactly. There was a poll what, in the, in the um, Fort Lauderdale News or the Sun Sentinel or something like that. Was it was it kind of hard to... Uh, I, people I are tired of hearing about it like you said, stand on television defending it. And, and so you find yourself in the position of, well, gee, am I really defending what they're saying? And the answer is no, I'm defending their right to say it. And, and a thought came across on our air this morning that I thought was worth repeating, and that is that the system is supposed to, I think, work that you can... It's a free country. It's free speech. You can get out, and the marketplace of ideas supposedly will shake out. And the, and the best ideas will come to the top, and that's the way it's supposed to run. So that's, a, that's what the society is all about, tolerating dissent. You may not agree with the person, but you should agree with their right to dissent. And you're talking about, here's an interesting thought to throw out. We're talking about in the car coming down, listening to you guys. Um, Mandela will not renounce violence, right? Right. Well, was the Boston Tea Party a nonviolent act or what? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. This, you know... Ten years ago on Y100, when I was on in the morning, I talked to this guy. I can't call his name. What's his name? Uh, Posner. Vladimir Posner. Mm -hmm. And at that time, he was really spouting the Soviet line. It was right after Afghanistan. And I said to him, uh, Sir, 
you know, we have this problem with you just invading another country. Can you expect Americans not to be upset? And then he went on and said, well, what if Mexico was falling and their government called your government and said, please come help us, and you saw chaos about to descend on your southern border, what would you do? And then he said an interesting point. He said, yes, we are a revolutionary society, and uh, I believe yours is too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, I can't fight him on that point. Yeah, and, and so... Um, well, what bothers me, Bill, is what's the next target then? Oh, boy, I know. Is it Eddie Murphy? Well, yeah. Uh, Navarro. Or now, I, now, assume, I assume because of the racial overtones Let's that talk it'll about be uh, Dice Clay, Andrew Dice Clay or well, this time. did you hear Navarro say that um, he does not find anything else in the record stores obscene, but that he won't act until he has a complaint? Court, that is the legal thing. Well, he yeah. won't act until he gets a court uh, order to hey, act. Let's, let's go buy an Andrew Dice Clay album and complain about it and see what happens. Well, complain to who, though? Nick. I guess. But Nick can't take the initiative uh, unless he has a court order to do Nick can do so. anything as long as the cameras are there. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Right. I forgot. We have two or more two live crews. Now, when I say two live crews, I'm talking about two live news crews. Two yeah. live camera crews. If we yeah. have that, with we can make up with us. I have a makeup man that rides with me at that ball bar. And he's doing right. a real bad job, excuse oh. me for saying so. Yeah, but. right. I told him he's, he's not supposed to comb my eyebrows together. Comb them to the side. <laughs> you know, we have actually uh, hidden miniature cameras in my eyebrows before when we did Cops one time. Well, you know, G. Michael McKay, who's doing your night show while you're doing the midday show here, um, his telephone operator for Dent Applebaum... Uh, actually has had a fantasy love affair for years with Nick Navarro because she goes from there with one eyebrow. <laughs> that, that's too I've bad. I've had small children get lost in, in my eyebrows. Really too bad. Been lost for well, let me ask you this, there. Bill or Mark, Cheryl, Sam. We're all in, or Sheriff Nick. Or Sheriff Nick. We're all in some sort of um, show business here. How mm-hmm. much show business is involved with two live crew and a lot of show and a lot of business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. more business. I mean, than I heard I heard and saw him on uh, on Geraldo, and I don't think he he put over too many good points because no. of the attitude he conveyed. No. I think he turned a lot of people off too. You see, point. we're back to this thing we discussed before of it's very hard to defend them because. Uh, their ideas are not popular, but then there's something about to be said for, isn't it supposedly the hallmark of civilization is how, I, I'm, I don't know who I'm quoting or what I'm saying, I actually saw I'll just make this up, but how a society treats its minority voices, well not just minority colors, but its voices of dissent, one of the great hallmarks of civilization is how a society tolerates and treats those people and uh, no, Luke is not easy to defend well, the thing is, people were willing to listen, though. It's just the way he presented his argument. Yeah, I agree. Angry, I agree. He does not. hostile. Exactly. I mean, he was. I think he was the only one well, that had Nelson to be bleak. Mandela is not exactly, exactly non-angry and non-hostile now, is he? But he's a bit more articulate. He sure oh, is. oh boy, is he? Can is from the standpoint of talk show people? Can that man hold his own on oh, what? Yeah. 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 He's not. He's not one to uh, to be uh, uh, politically. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Well, he's trying to be politically astute. He isn't playing to the voting public. He doesn't doesn't play to the cameras. His set of priorities, and he articulates them well. He knows where he stands, and he stands where he knows. He understands what he's trying to get across. I think, though, the the fact that he's here after 27 years for everything he went through, 
That's a large reason why people are showing up anyway. Sure. He doesn't have enough to talk half By the time. By the way, let's hear it for your caller that was about 10.45, 10.50 when we were in the car coming down here. What an articulate and well-spoken person. We were talking about that one uh, in the, news. The right, from Liberty City. City. He was a black exactly. person and that he was going to go out to see Mandela and that... Uh, and your point was well taken about here is this, what is this, AFSCME that is bringing Mandela in. Um, the problem is that, that I think he should come to Miami because I think we have to confront and deal with these things. And I think the voices of reason have to speak up. In other words, rather than another police shooting. Or an accidental yeah, right. death or a non-accidental yeah. type thing. I mean, he is not going to be available to crowds of any sort down in Miami. The only leg of his trip where he's not going to be seen by crowds. Yeah, yeah, Boston, yeah. New York handled it, you know, uh, yeah. Washington, but not down here. Well, you know, it's interesting that you made a reference, Dan, to Officer Lozano because I was at a, uh, um, a fair recently where there was a booth where they were selling T-shirts and a, a, a certain uh, faction of that community views Lozano as something of a hero. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. Uh, um, so I'm surprised that, uh, that a, a group hasn't formed to support these guys that got in, uh, that were off-duty, that uh, got in the car, these off-duty cops, and decided they pulled their pistols out and do a little, uh, no, yeah, a little celebrating. celebrating. Yeah. I'm surprised there's a group that's, uh, you know, How been you? formed to support them uh, in but their... How can you justify that? That's when right. you see groups but supporting, but that doesn't keep them from forming yeah, or right. getting publicity. Point there. When you see groups Team supporting Lozano... <laughs> right across the parking lot. <laughs> when you see groups supporting Lozano and selling Lozano t-shirts and t-shirts for his defense fund and things like that, then you have to say, and these are the same people that will say, um, uh, don't, let's not have Nelson Mandela in yeah. Miami. Let's not buy a Mandela T-shirt. Yeah, let's you not have, buy a Mandela T-shirt. Yes, these people are the same people who will say, um, gee, if he uh, ever played in Cuba, let's not have them at Cayo Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And, I and, heard someone mention that yeah, on the air. On my show, On yeah. your show this morning. And, and, and they were mentioning it in a negative context. It was a Cuban listener who but said, gee, we've is, got to tolerate make it. the decisions like that are community leaders. They make the decisions for the community. Well, in the era of the soundbite, you get back to the whole question of what does it take to get elected. Uh, I saw a very, um, Neil would say, ponderous, but it was interesting discussion. I think it was Bill Moyes and, of all people, Leslie Stahl talking. And it was interesting, but ponderous. And um, Leslie uh, Moyes was essentially, essentially saying, look, um, you people have permitted the election to be stolen in 84 and 88. You did abandon your journalistic responsibilities to critique politics and to bring out the issues. So as a result, we have uh, flag waving and uh, who was the prisoner that they were running around, Orly Horton. Mm -hmm. And you have all this deciding an American presidential election. And Leslie Ronald Stahl Reagan. says, wrong. Mm -hmm. We were saying all the time, Bush has not answered the questions on Iran-Contra. Willie Horton is this and that. The flag uh, issue is not the big issue on, to elect the president on. This was in 88. And yet, what you had for pictures were the pictures of the children waving the flags, of Bush visiting the flag factory, mm -hmm. and the pictures were so overwhelming that they could have been going during the narration, and the public would remember those pictures. And that says something about the public talking about here. Right, exactly. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, uh, to Bush's popularity now that he's decided that 
He is going to have to bring in some new tactics. Yeah, did you see that on the wire just a little while ago? Bush no. has finally gone on record saying, yes. Read, read my lips. Read my lips. George, what now? Well, now, I, I believe what I said was no new taxes. We are going to be bringing back some of the old taxes. <laughs> and I believe I can still keep my campaign promise. The American people stay the course. Thousand points of light, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I don't even know. Dan sure as hell doesn't know. Where is Dan? He I doesn't don't know. Dan, Dan, <laughs> in the treehouse? Dan is in the treehouse <laughs> with the Secret Service playing Nintendo. All right. <laughs> it's 11.18. We've got to take a break. Phone lines are available here. Give us a holler and date 751-9463 in Broward 524-WIOD and in Palm Beach 655-WIOD. Bill Tanner, Mark Mosley, Cheryl V. Stan and I will be back after this. We're back. It's 11.22. Bill Tanner, Mark Mosley, Cheryl V. from Power 96. Stan and I are back schmoozing in between. You should, should talk about on the air what you guys were just talking well, about. Well, yeah, I think Tanner should because that's a very important point, and that is uh, does the media lead or does the media respond? Hmm. Um, boy, the answer is is that the public really responds to the media giving the public what <laughs> it thinks they want. Okay, but how many congressmen and senators are bald-headed? Are hmm. what? Bald-headed. <laughs> no, think about that. Think about it. You're I newer, you're about newer it. members of Congress. Yeah, flashy TV they've guys. got to huh. look the part. Well, that's the ultimate well, that's example, why look Dan at Dan Quayle. Quayle. Exactly. Quayle. Tell me that in reality the Republicans didn't put Quayle on the ticket because they thought he would be so photogenic. Right, yeah. exactly. He looked good. No, in your heart they did. And also, who makes the most money? Wait a minute. Who makes the most money during a campaign? Well, the ad agencies, your media yeah. types who recommend that the candidate exactly. do this, do sure, that. Sure. And these are the guys who are sitting back in a room at the convention and, and telling a Bush or whoever it may be uh, whether or not they feel the American public is going to accept. It's the instant consultant thing, the instant, yeah. uh, uh, what is this, where they get six people in a room Focus group. Yeah, it's an sure. instant, instant focus group. Exactly. You have an instant focus group on who your vice presidential and, candidate is. And you see, here's the problem. The hard choices facing the country are not easily definable in a TV soundbite. Explain to me the Savings and Loan Association mess, please, in a soundbite. In a soundbite. Yeah. Explain to me, please, the deficit in a soundbite. It, neither of these are sexy topics at all. The public's kind of getting irate about the savings and loan mess because they've heard enough about it. I mean, it's the biggest financial scandal in history. One, one soundbite that comes out of that is $5 out of every American's pocket for the next 27 years. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to, to and that was a, a very good way that someone packaged it. But how long did it take that to come up? In the, and, and in the first place, it's like, oh, boring. Who wants to hear yeah. about the savings and loan thing? It's just not as Tell sexy as uh, the flag. Tell it affects your pocket. Let's take a call here and see what people are thinking about. Good morning, Miami. Uh, good morning, everybody. How are you all today? Hi. Good, good morning. Uh, Tanner, I've always in, enjoyed you for uh, X amount of years that you've been down here. <laughs> Go ahead. Four hundred. I've been here longer than the stand. Very polite man on the phone. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Anyway, uh, this issue has been beat to death, but I'm going to beat it some more. The two live crew issue. just want to bring up a couple of points and see if you agree with me. Nick Navarro Nick. Every, everybody has said he's a glory seeker, but what people don't stop to realize is, is this. If they, they're making a big deal over the two live crew, the thing is, and I'm not putting this very well here, there's there's two albums out. 
I know you guys know this. You working at radio, you know this, and, yeah, and I know everybody. About the clean else. and the vet versus the nasty version. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He's sitting here, and and, and standing women just he's sitting here making a a big deal over the two live crew when he can be going after Andrew Dice Clay, who doesn't make two versions of his album. But there hasn't been a complaint registered against Andrew Dice Clay. Right. Well, now, I'd sure like to register a complaint. I'll go down there tomorrow. Let's do it. Straight from this Hop on the bandwagon. This is my next point here. You get one person. Let me take Married with Children for an example. I happen to like that show, by the way. You have one lady up in Illinois or wherever the hell she was at make a complaint about Married with Children. So there you got 450 people after her that are going to say, oh, yeah, we're making the same, you know, we agree with it. And they lost a lot of advertising. You know, one nut can definitely spoil a a barrel, you know, and, but I love the tank calls talk. and a whole lot of letters to everybody <laughs> and her brother to get her point across. Well, you know what it's ne- you know what it's going to be next. It's not going to be Andrew Dice Clay, or it's not going to be anything like that. You know what it's going to be? It's, it's going to be CBS Bart. News, the Miami Herald. It's going to be Bart Simpson. Oh, Bart! <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, I'll hey, make that hey. complaint. I'll make that complaint. Take it from me. It's going to be Bart Simpson, and that hair's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, this pr- one principal already tried it, right? Really? Banning yeah. the shirts. Sure. They said that don't want to have underachiever shirts. And you know, the problem with all these arguments is that there's a little truth in both sides, and that's when the argument becomes hard. It's not just clearly black and white. But see, see, Tenor, here's, here's the thing that gets me. Let, let's say, for an example, I'll use myself in a, as an example here, because I'll do this. I, it's happened before. Let's say that I listen to your show, which I happen to listen to it all the time. Let's say I listen to your show, and Tyrone does a rap or something on there, and, and let's say that, that he does something that I don't agree with, and I call up, and, and, I, say, and I say to the station manager, oh, this, this went on the air this morning, and then somehow it gets spread into the news or something like that, and then you, you know, now you, you know there's going to be three or four of the people finally say, yeah, we heard it too. Oh, yeah? Now, yeah. nobody's going to say anything unless I said, say something. I'd like to ask Tanner a question since he's in management over there. Has Tyrone ever done anything or has Mark ever done anything on a Tyrone which has resulted in a very legitimate and concerned complaint yeah. from the black community? Yeah. And how do you handle it? Yeah. And uh, uh, from Ty- that was early on in the character. Early on, on I think, yeah. that, uh, that people were concerned. And we liken it to the Archie Bunker situation. It's parody. It's satire. Yeah. Uh, we are an equal opportunity offender. We have, uh, and as I have, we brought him with him today, ladies and gentlemen, a redneck from Davie, Florida. There you go. <laughs> Red Wood, ladies and gentlemen, is here thanking. Thank you. Theo Plenty. I uh, have not bathed in a couple of weeks, and uh, I would like a beer at this time. I know y'all can get his food wife on this is, show. His wife is a sturdy woman with back hair. Oh, she's a cold-weather woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, but but that is, and, when, and, and we got complaints when we had Mindy on our show. We got complaints about Carmen Gonzalez. And that from was the, funny. From the community. It's okay. a hysterical character. And, um, you know, the, the, the fact that, is that, that people... Doesn't that show you, though, that you can't please everybody? Well, sure. Yeah. And, and that's, a, and that's something that, try, that fortunately... Nobody can. I think on, on this station, I mean, you know, uh, they get complaints all the time about Neil and, 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 and about, I'm sure, everybody else on the air. But if management doesn't understand that the dissent is the format... I just, I, just want, I just want to ask one more question and maybe bring up another point here. Uh, how come they, 
this one gives me, how come they singled out the two life crew? Why not go after the public enemy number one or the Professor Griffiths or something like that? Is it because they're in Broward County? And, and another thing, no, um, no. now I, I listen to all types of music, He's by the way. I'm a, I'm a big the reggae music, fan. Yeah. Now, I don't know if y'all are familiar with reggae music, but reggae has, if, if you listen to some some of the reggae artists like Shabaranks or, or Tiger or anything mm -hmm. like that, which I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they just exactly do the same thing as Two Live Crew, they're doing it, you know, in a different step. Nobody's ever complained about them. If you feel as strongly about any particular uh, uh, thing that's offending you and you have the time and are willing to invest it, you can affect the type of change that the gentleman that started the Two Live Crew has brought about. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Thanks for calling, sir. Uh -huh. We're going to take some other calls. The interesting point, though, is it just Broward County? Is it because Two Live Crew is in Broward well, County? Well, you do have certain functions certain elements in Broward County. The Two Life Crew was local. They were local to Dade County, but they, you know, Dade, Broward, and the local mm -hmm. area that, as the judge pointed out, is served by the same media. And Palm Beach. South Florida. Right. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Where did that term come? The media. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many people do you know that say, I live in South Florida? Right. Sure. But anyway, the point is that you do have a publicity-seeking sheriff. You do have uh, a rabble-rousing rap group that is here locally and very available and you have a con back to that whole thing of a very conservative and older voting mm -hmm. public that um i mean did you see the pictures in the paper of nick with the little you know the people who've organized sunday schools have organized little eight-year-olds to say we love sheriff navarro or <laughs> so I, forth I yeah you know so i mean that's that's you know he can it's like the white house in the nixon years when they would talk about the polls and how their mail was running. Well, the sheriff tells you how his mail is mm -hmm. running. Yet the poll that was taken, didn't you find that interesting? In the paper this past uh, Friday morning, was it? Thursday or Friday morning, where they had the poll and said that a large number of people, uh, I think it was about a 53, 54% majority, really supports the two live crew in this issue. Granted that it's the young, younger them. and more... They're tired of hearing them. And they want Nick uh, to get off the TV already. Yeah, a third of them want to go. Right. It's enough already. It's enough already. But that um, Broward County, okay, uh, Nick Navarro, really put us on the map for this well, issue. Let me ask you a question. Cheryl is here, and Randy, you're here. Let's. Have you listened to the, the as nasty as they want to be? I on? think it stinks. I think mm -hmm. it's awful. And what? How offensive as get brought to? How offensive as women is this to you personally? Very offensive. So I don't listen to it. Uh -huh. I but feel you... practically the same way. It's like, it's there, okay, I don't have to listen to it, though, if I don't want to. It's just like a lot of Andrew Dice Clay. I can take, like, five or ten minutes of Andrew Dice Clay, but I would not pay $20, $25 to go sit through a whole concert of him cursing this, it's, you know, the F word this, the S word this, the F word this. After a while, it's, it gets to be boring. But you have the right to turn it off or not go to the concert exactly. or turn this show off or not buy the record. Yeah, but I, I think the people who want to censor that and prevent, in the name of cleaning up things... But who are they to speak for Cheryl that I, is or you? The point. Who are exactly. they? Who put them in charge? There's like a lot of separation. I mean, I'm a person who goes to church every Sunday, and they say, you know, don't listen to that, that's bad. But you kind of got to make your own choice. It's like, okay, well, the church like, doesn't like it, but I have my own opinion. like uh, Mario Cuomo and abortion. What it? happened with mm -hmm. this whole thing? I think it went too far from the start. We, 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 we need to protect the children from uh, being exposed But isn't to that up to a parent? And Mark is a parent, exactly. I, I am a parent, and if, if I know that my eight-year-old son, Chris, can go into the record store and buy the Two Life Crew album, then that, to me, is unacceptable. It should be... Uh, put behind the counter. It should be. see what it was was. I think 
the judge made the ruling with the intention that this should happen. But what what had happened was then then people went too far and said, okay, you can't you can't you buy can't, this. You no can't one can listen right. to this album. No one can listen. Now that's wrong. That's show. definitely overstepping the 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 interpretation. I mean, you're misinterpreting what the judge's rules well, are. Well, don't you think, Bill, that when this goes to a higher court, that uh, on, on the next got to there go is to a sure is a school of thought that said the judge knew that he was going to be overturned on yeah. a higher level and that he could fit right nicely in with the the right thinking moral people right, in our community exactly. and come down on that side easily, knowing that he's going to be overturned. That's an interesting um, philosophy. It's, it's but you don't have any problem with uh, stickering albums, do you? Well, I have a problem. Period. But I think that that in the real world. Personally, I have a problem. I think you should just but put they, it out but there. But they put ratings on movies. Exactly. And I think in the real world, Randy, you have to accept that because you have a lot of people, just as Mark Mosley said, you have the two life crew that is pushing the line, pushing it horribly. They've offended you. They've offended Cheryl. Mark Mosley doesn't want his kid listening to him. And therefore, there must exist, if we're going to have their right to speak, then you have to have some sort of a screen to say, hey, they're speaking this, and maybe parents ought to know about it. So, yeah, I, I've... I've kind of reluctantly come around. Do you think the same goes for a, an Ozzy Osbourne yeah, mm -hmm. sure. record? I think it's even more difficult in that situation because... Then um, you get into religious... Um, you also have that case coming up on July 16th where they're saying that some rock group or whoever it was caused some suicide. to commit suicide. suicide. That was just yeah. a Rolling Stone. Yeah. I remember reading that. And then you have Charles Manson's people who claim that the Beatles' Helter Skelter... Helter Skelter. Sure, was uh, a part of um, that murderous rampage that took place, what, in the late 60s? So we should ban sure, it wasn't McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's likely. right. Let's take another call, see what's going on. Broward, you're on the air. Yes, well, uh, basically, I mean, I'm a former broadcaster myself. Uh, few people know me. Um, basically, what I'm getting at is, this is America. If you want something, you buy something. If you don't, you don't have to listen to it, or you don't have to buy it. But a 10-year-old child who really uh, cannot make up his mind or that may be drawn to this because of the, uh, the, uh, the mystery of it, the intrigue of it, mm -hmm. uh, can go or could go in and purchase it. And I that's true. think that's not a good thing. Well, I mean, how many instances do you hear of small children, small young boys, Sneaking Playboy into school, just oh, because it's a cool thing to do. So let's, let's find the Two Live Crew album to be pornographic. Let's put it behind the counter. Let's be done with right. it. Let's, let's not rate say, it X. Right. no one can listen to this. But I don't think you burn books or ban records in a free society. Well, no, that, you don't. That's, 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 that's my point. My point is that, okay, sure, put it behind the counter, put an age limit on it. But you can't take it away from a free society. This right. is a free society. As we start to see that America is turning out more like Russia, and Russia is turning out more like America was. How many times have I heard that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you're going to hear a lot months, more about more it. I mean, more. this is absurd. It is I absurd. Agree, it, it's it's really absurd. Unfortunately, it comes from the place where we live too, which mm -hmm. makes it even more absurd. The CBS guy asked me how I felt about. Um, this area being known for dirty lyrics. I said, I feel much worse about it being known for censorship. Yeah, you're right about that. And they, they're saying that uh, deregulation is happening. If you watch Channel 39 or 33, all the uh, non-affiliate stations, uh, you can see TNA all day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and but that's going to stop. That's going to stop. Because, uh, because Jesse Helms and his uh, cohorts are... Hey, what Helms about the is whole behind uh, in the polls. Is he going to lose? I hope so. Well, wouldn't that be so? I hope so, too. What about the whole... Uh, the art funding, the NEA, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the whole funding or or, uh, or 
uh, withholding funds or shutting down exhibits. You know, it's, it's very hard to defend to Christians the concept of an artistic <laughs> exhibit where the guy is immersing a cross, a crucifix, in urine. That's very hard to defend. But the point is, as a whole, I, don't, I haven't run across crowds of people holding up jars of urine with crucifixes in them, nor have I run across crowds of people burning The big question, though, is should you, the taxpayer, fund that kind of art? That's well, the question. Well, that is a real, you know, that's the question. real sticky question. Or whether it should come from private funding. That is, is I prefer, I prefer, I don't think the government really has much business at all in being involved in the Funding art. art. God, I mean, then you have just... Who is the government, Jesse Holmes? Thank well, that's you. that's the scary part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Again, who is this? Who is this man? <laughs> and why is he telling us what's art and what's not? That's, that's why we need those new taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so we can show crucifixes in urine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George. Let's take this mobile. Uh, totally against the lyrics. I don't like broccoli. I don't have to buy it. Well, let's ban it. I don't have to buy I wouldn't ban broccoli. Let's burn broccoli. Hey, hey, wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. It's wouldn't stalking us. Wouldn't be good. Totally against it. Everybody has a right to listen to what they want to listen to. That's why I'm president. I make these decisions. Thank you. And, and good, good night. night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another mobile call. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, first time caller. I uh, hear the show uh, constantly and uh, finally got up the nerve to make the phone call. <laughs> good um, for you, sir. <laughs> I really want to talk a little bit about the situation, not only regarding two life crew, the other things that have been happening uh, lately in Broward. Um, I'm 31 years old and uh, I like to go to the... Uh, Everyone. Your phone is really awful, sir. Yeah, he's he's uh, mobile. Well, thank God he likes to go to the. He beach, went on so a God for technology, better. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Spend some money, sir. Get a better phone. Let's no, check mobile. out this call in Miami. Call back. Yeah. Be all right. Hello there. <clears throat> um, you know, I hate to say this. I hate to make general generalizations, but I have to think that if the uh, the top the story of the century were to happen and we were to establish contact with an intelligent race from another galaxy. The first question the Spanish media would ask is, well, what's their position on Castro? <laughs> yeah, and did they ever play, and, it will, and can they be used in Kyosho? <laughs> I mean, Mandela is just not about that. Castro's an anachronism. He's an old man. He's on the way out. On Mandela's way out. about something else. It's embarrassing. He's still alive. That's yeah, all I can No, it is. I also want to say, Tanner, you're just one of the most articulate, intelligent voices on the media down here. And it's thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, appreciate that. It's thank a shame you. we don't get to hear you in this I especially like those heavy topics first thing in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, what makes, that's what makes Kane number one in New York. Let's talk about the new kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I heard you were talking about the film bite and, and uh, the media and how it influences these things. I wonder if any of you can actually say what it was that Mandela said about Castro. Boy, you know, isn't that a good good question to in my mind what he said now this that, that's that's a very pertinent thing did you hear it people hear what no, you want to hear I, i'm sure i heard the sound bite but let me spit back to you what what i think he said and then you can if you if you obviously have the sound no bite. no i haven't heard it and that's my point well what i think he said is that he these people supported him when nobody else did and exactly he's not right. going to go back exactly on him now was that exactly it? what he said because you know the challenger blows up and they practically run a continuous loop of it on yeah. cnn but uh, maybe it's a little bit complicated the way he phrased it and 
And the, a long article in the Herald didn't have the quote. And it, an article about that didn't actually quote. Well, I saw it on TV you quite did. a few times. Yeah. I saw the clip, I think, from the Koppel. The Koppel show. show, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nightline. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it's been on much. And that's, you know, th that is... Uh, yeah, a lot of people are reacting to this as as happens typically with this kind of thing without having heard what it what it was. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to have heard it myself and, and, and judged for myself. Nelson did not in fact, you know, parade up and down the street with a flag that said Yay Castro. Yeah, right. No. Well like I said, he has another agenda. He's he's got a much much bigger fish to fry and, and he's uh, for anybody you know, the, that supports him. Anybody <clears throat> that gives them what they need. And that I have a little bit of a problem with. That's kind of um I mean, come on. I mean, uh, Castro's human rights abuses doesn't seem like... Well, I thought Carl Hyacin articulated very well in the Herald yesterday. Yeah, yeah. When he said that uh, basically, you know, Man Mandela, our, our heroes have clay feet at times. And that um, and that Mandela's off base with Castro and Arafat and, and Gaddafi and, 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 and so on. Yeah. yeah. And, and but that that does not mean that he's not a hero because he is no, I agree a hero. With you. Right. Yeah, and he is. He is just, I agree with you. He's about something else. If I may, one last thing, real quick, about patriotism and free speech. Free speech. What what flag wavers and and so-called patriots miss all the time with this kind of thing is the difference between condoning and allowing. You you, yeah. you may be and and it's it's when you find something reprehensible, then it's all that much more important that you defend that as opposed to someone who who agrees with it because that's a real proof of our of our freedoms and the, the defense ability of, our of people to tolerate ideas that is not their own. That's right, and it's an easy you know it's an easy cop out to call yourself a patriot and defend all the easy things like the stars and stripes and the yeah. flag and the presidency. But to stand up and defend something you personally find offensive, that is real patriotism. And when people said that the Founding Fathers didn't have the two-life crew in mind, I suggest to you that they had other things that were just as intolerable to them as to the two-life crew. Oh, sure they did. Benjamin Franklin said, I may not agree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death yeah. your right to say it Both at least today. Also, yeah, sure. Thanks for the time. Thank you for calling. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's take another line. Miami. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'd like to dedicate, well, dedicate what I'm saying towards uh, Bill Tanner, Mark Mosey, and Shogar. Are they there now? Yes, they are here. How are you doing, guys? Hi. Uh, I live in the car 96, man. I was there when Cox broke his head on the first day. Dog. I just, I just like still to broken, say. by the way. <laughs> yeah, I can tell it's a little screwed. <laughs> uh, I'd just like to say, uh, dedicate the song Snap to you guys. I've got the power because Power 96 is the best station in the nation. I'll see you guys later. Much. Appreciate Thank that. you. The nice best station in the nation, eh? Well, I, I do think Power 96 is this. It is one of America's most unusual music mixes, and there's a good reason for that. You talk a lot, there's a lot of talk out there these days about bottom-up marketing. It's even a book. <laughs> and Power 96 is a response to the community that it transmits to. Here's my question to you. How does a white boy from the South appeal to a Latin, a large Latin audience? By listening to the street. Uh, both Mark Mosley and Bill Tanner and Jim Reilly are white boys from the South. Mm -hmm. But we love this place, this wacky, crazy place called Miami. I absolutely love its diversity. So I live I. in Broward mm -hmm. County, and I love to hop in the car and, and spend an afternoon, what are you talking about, in South Miami or, or Cayocho or even more obscure parts of, of West Dade. And then, you know, get in the car and go to Palm Beach and... You know, act like you can afford the stuff on Worth Avenue. <laughs> and, and I love diversity. I grew up in Mississippi, which was mm -hmm. about as unilateral a society as you possibly could. My father was a, a government employee all of his life. And uh, 
that was then, and this is now, yeah. and I enjoy the diversity. I think Mark's the same I come way. from a very prejudiced background. I do, too. But, uh, I do too. At, at, a, at, a, at a fairly early age, I decided that uh, that wasn't m- me. No, I, I remember... And that I like people, and I like differences. I grew up where my... I'm fascinating. My grandmother's maid, a black woman as dear to my family as any family member, would bring her... Her daughter was retarded, and she had a child who was my age. And the child would would come to work with his grandmother and would play, and we would play all the time. But when it came time to eat dinner, Sonny, his name was Sonny, couldn't eat dinner with us. And as long as I can remember, as a small child, I thought, this is a pile of crap. Mm -hmm. And... um, I can remember many dinner table discussions. My older brother threw bricks at Ole Miss. He threw bricks at James Meredith. And uh, while I was on the air as a child, as a teenager, broadcasting at what was then a mutual affiliate, just like this one is, uh, when Kennedy was making his speech and we were carrying it and he was appealing to the people of Mississippi to use their sense of history and to remember their heritage, and tolerate this, this, you know, what was then called an outside agitator and allow this admission to Ole Miss from James Meredith without violence. While the station was broadcasting this, I looked down and driving round and round the station were people with Confederate flags tied to their radio antennas and they were all, we were up on the second floor in the building with the newspaper and they were riding around around the station, blowing their horns and shining their headlights and giving us the finger. <laughs> and I thought to myself, uh, I wonder if there's a runway. <laughs> <that> <laughs> takes me somewhere else. Back door to this place that I haven't found yet. Yeah. We've really hit upon the, uh, I mean, it, it's mostly a Latin-oriented station. Uh, wasn't that way when you were at uh, Y100? No, uh, I think Power 96 is less intended to be a Latin station than it is intended to reflect Miami, which is a somewhat Latin town. And that's why you'll hear a group like Roxette. We play that Roxette record. It it should have been love. It could have been love. Might have been love. Must have been love. Must have been love. (laughs) Something like that. Love. And and I I noticed you might have seen this morning I had the music research out looking at it uh, while we were on the air. And, And the number one record is something like um, Tiana and First True Love, which is a very Latin dance record. And the number two record is the Roxette record. And the point is, Miami is a very, it's a melting pot. And the music reflects it as a melting pot. So we're not just a dance station, but we're dancey because the community is rather Latin. I mean, even when you add Broward in, there's a strong Latin influence. And then on the other side of the coin, when I was the program director of Y100 and the morning guy there for nine years... Um, Y100 covered a lot of bases. It was uh, for housewives who liked rhythmic or even black music, and, and generally the Latin listeners fell along those lines, and you have white women that, uh, and, and teenagers that were from the New York area that grew up listening to WABC before Stan was on there. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, Kane. Kane. Yeah, and BK. Well, bottom line is, what is Coast going to do in the market? Uh, it'll be in the mix with the rest of them. Better than GTR? 
Number one, mm, it'll be easier to sell than GTR because probably because of the, um, yes, probably because the salesmen here are more acclimated to selling it. And, you know, this business is, is again, it's all about making money. I, I, what I was going to say to answer your question, though, about the difference in Y100 in here is that uh, the diversification of media, the, the, excellent, the, the tremendous number of FM stations that have come along and maximized their stations, their power, their signal, their promotion, their advertising, their giveaways, their disc jockeys, and all the things that make a, a, a music station. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, Magic 102, which is probably the revenue-leading station in the market these days, mm -hmm. was just a little small disco station that was the FM of WRBD. I remember that. remember that. Yeah. And, and, and a very underpowered license to Pompano Beats. So all these people have come along and improved their radio stations so that that big tent that used to be called Y100, in fact, they're playing to a small faction themselves. Split up. Which are, you know, uh, uh, Anglo women. They've had to renounce the teens and renounce the ethnics. And what they have less left is the third place contemporary radio station i mean they're making a living with it and and it's at for what it is it's all right but what it isn't is a winner let's uh <laughs> let's take this mobile call it's been on hold for a while you there uh yeah i'm still here how are you good morning good morning Hi. um the reason why i was calling is regarding the uh, situation with the two live crew and uh mr nick navarro Sheriff's here right now. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead, <laughs> I know we haven't talked enough about it yet, so that's why I want to put my two cents yes, in. I think we've talked enough cameras about will be here it. in a few minutes. All right. Does my hair look okay? Yeah, fine. Huh. <laughs> I mean, you sound like Andy Griffith. Who, me? No, Nick. <laughs> oh, Nick. Well, uh, Andy was a sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to say, I've been living in Broward for a couple of years only, and um, I've been noticing it's very disturbing when being a young person, when you start seeing a... Uh, Destruction of the spring, for example, even though there were problems with it, but I don't think they had to take so drastic measures against it. The other can't have all those kids down here, sir. Yeah, oh no, that's that's bad. Can't do it. Isn't it the same we thing? Can't have them. Don't you think it's the same thing? Luther Campbell pushes the line. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the kids from spring break push the line. All of a sudden, the authority figures go whamp. That's we are the enforcers. And push it all the way back to yeah. square one. <laughs> the pendulum swings all the time. I, yeah. Um, the, the other thing, for example, is, uh, well, they did away with the spring break. They did away with uh, most of the topless bars in uh, uh, Broward also. Mm -hmm. uh, now they're... Uh, with Don't the forget the naughty videos. Oh, obviously. Uh, how, about, how about... Stan the can't forget them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get my videos. In. How about the person in Alabama who complained about that satellite station yeah. ecstasy? American Triple Ecstasy. And that's gone. I mean, uh, what does it take? Does it take only one person to take it off? or, or it did in that case. I think one person to start it. Yep. I mean, because wh where are we in this situation? I would like to go against, you know, whoever it is. I, I believe in everybody having their own right. Don't you think the problem is is that they're organized and we're not? It could be. I, I just don't know where to go. I also think people go. are very empathetic about voting. I think no, you've got you to it. really... Um, tell people the only way they're going to change things like this and get people out of office that are mm -hmm. making rules for you is to vote. I think the conservative I, I element has it. always been better organized than, uh, than, than I won't even call it liberal because the L word is such a dirty word but it's the mainstream. <laughs> you know. Please don't use that. God forbid. <laughs> no way. I know the, the situation is how, how where do I I mean as I said I haven't been here for a long period of time I've been here only a couple of years 
but I'd like to defend my way of, of living. I'd like to be able uh, to have a satellite dish. I'd like to be able to go, if I want to go with topless bar, go there. Yeah. If I want to render an next rated video, I want to be able to you do that. Please, you please, sir. You don't prefer to live in Romania? <laughs> probably <I'm, laughs> We want to make I'm... Fort Lauderdale a great place to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a great uh, advertising uh, campaign. Yeah, a great place to you die. You know, they wouldn't I call Lauderdale. Right. Right. Isn't it true that they wouldn't name the community Sunset because of that very fact of the naked sunrise. Oh no, I didn't. I call know it Lamello Land. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's like every comedian says. You know, my parents are over sixty; they live in Florida. That's the law. I mean, that's the law. Right, that's exactly. the law. I send them over there and forget about them. You know, we send them there to die. So what can I, we do? We can I, vote. Is I, that it? You can I vote, but you have to organize and you have to have as sexy a film uh, sound bites as the <laughs> other people do. Yeah, I mean, it really is about... Uh, uh, Randy, it's back to this whole thing of television. No, I, I disagree. Do you? I, I, I absolutely think... disagree. And if this gentleman will give me a minute, I'll tell sure. him exactly what he can do. Sure. There is an individual who will remain unnamed on this program okay. who is basically behind all this stuff. You can do exactly the same thing, mm -hmm. but the reverse, by simply organizing a group to keep an eye on what this particular individual here, is doing here, here, here. and what other individuals of like kind are doing. Because if, as long as we can't rely on the Miami Herald, that's on the Sun Sentinel. We certainly can't rely on the TV stations because they're federally licensed. We can't rely on other radio stations because they're federally licensed. It takes an individual with a lot of time on his hands. A lot of time. A lot of money. And a lot of belief. Well organized, who believes in the First Amendment to the Constitution, who believes in what a guy like Neil Rogers ought to be able to say on yep. this program, absolutely. And let me tell you something. Stan is 110% correct, sir. Believe it. Uh -huh. okay. okay. Thank you, sir. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Thank you very much. 11.54. We've got to take a break here. We'll come back with uh, the whole crew and uh, continue this discussion next on News Talk Radio. White Lauderdale Talking about how bombs are sealing 95 guard rail When suddenly With a bulletin to dish up Onto the screen Came his partner Ann Bishop She said this just in The eyewitness news It's Governor Martinez And the two live crew Will have more dish sales Coming up at 5.30 He pulled them from the stores Cause they so dirty Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Oh, they're so dirty. So, so, so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Bob had heard the album, and he was appalled. He said, thank you, Janet Reno. I'm glad that you called. We've got to take a stand against this dirty rhyme. Besides, it's really close to election time. His Broward judge friend said, I will not fail ya. We'll censor any mention of genitalia. They're selling sex to kids going through puberty. The two live crew, yeah, they so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Oh, they're so dirty. So, so, 
so so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. He kicked crap a butt. Cause so he had guts. So most of the people said, this guy is a putt. He rid the land of that noise pollution. Even though it went against the Constitution. And what did Luke do during all of this jive? Sold 10,000 more copies at $12.95. He bought a brand new Mercedes. It's really perky driving it to the bank. Cause he's so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Oh, they're so dirty. So, so, so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Is that a well, Mark Mosley production? Well, no, it's Ann Bishop that did that, right, Ann? Ann Bishop from Channel 10 Eyewitness News. We'll be looking for you again tonight. Oh, I'm glad. Ann will be back, as will Bill Tanner, Mark Mosley, Cheryl B., Stan and I, and Gail Bright with the news. And Bill Tanner and Mark Mosley and Cheryl V. from Power 96. So what's the problem here? You're programming this radio station? Yeah, but not enough controversy. Tanner's so jealous of the Rick Shaw drop-ins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> drop huh? yeah, come on, Neil, juice it up. Juice it up. Stir that stuff up. I think that's what he was talking about before he left. Yeah. Uh, I think... Um, I think that probably my admiration for Neil Rogers with people that listen to this show is known. I think Neil is brilliant. He is certainly one of the top people that I've ever heard on any radio station anywhere. Um, what a tremendous wit. He's a wit. He's a quick comeback. And his voice alone, you can read the yeah. expression mm -hmm. on his face, which I tell my disc jockeys they will attest to. The mm -hmm. program director says, I want to hear the expression on your face. And Neil is, I, I hold Neil up as an example of that. But come on. We've got to get him Hockey juiced up. Hockey ain't it. <laughs> Juke it up, Neil. Juke come on. Get some... And take take away the promotion department and change it to the controversy department. Get the suits out of the building and let's go. It's against the rules. Yeah, right. It's against the rules. Hey, <laughs> the Cox sisters ain't going to lose the license. And so let's get on with some great radio. Hey, we've got some phone yeah, lines open. I just want to point out one quick thing. WNWS days where the, the controversial talk radio basically started years ago, what... 70, late 70s or something like that. Not the anymore. 70s, 770. Yeah. So it existed and it was, I guess, singly owned or, you know, and it, it was kind of like a... It was not a big corporate situation. No, it, and it and existed kind of like a boil on the rear end of Miami radio, but <laughs> a lot of people listened to it and it was successful. And so here comes this big company, Jefferson Violets, and they're going to put on a talk radio station on a 50,000-watt radio station right beside it and everybody should have switched over right, but they didn't because it was milk toast. Pablum. And so they said, well, if we can't, it must be our signal. We only have 50,000 watts. Let's buy this little station over here, and, and we'll buy it. If we can't create it, we'll buy it. And as soon as they bought it, they ruined it. Because the name of this format is not talk, it's controversy. Mm -hmm. Hell raising. So if you were RPD, we'd I would tell you to raise more raise hell all the hell. time. Raise some hell. Raise some hell. the corporate people. Well, raise that must have got the phone lines working. Raise some hell. Miami. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Broward. Hey, how you guys doing there? We're Everybody. Right to sleep, sir. Don't, don't that, that expect me to remember all your names. somebody a douchebag. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, the guy right before you. Oh, okay, okay. No, did you guys hear the news? Martinez wants to call Mandela a commie. Well, I guess it takes one to know one. Oh. <laughs> you should just call him a douchebag and be done with it. You know, really, really. 
Okay, uh, uh, just I'm going to touch on this two live crew thing and let you guys freak out. Um, first thing is the parents should teach their kids morals and values, not sheriff neck. If they know what's right and wrong and they listen to the record, they know that it's just a joke. Don't don't believe it. Mm-hmm. But Sheriff Nick wants everybody to think, well, their kids are going to believe this. Sheriff Nick wants to get elected again. That's well, I hope everybody remembers to vote in two years. Yeah, that's, that's the key. That is the key. That's the key. I mean, I, I registered to vote on my 18th birthday. Do you vote? Absolutely. Okay. Every vote. I don't care if it's for some stupid bill. You know, or bond issue. I vote for everything. Good for you. And I read the paper every day. I'm 25 years old. I don't old. think that's the majority, though, to tell you No, the unfortunately, truth. it's not. Especially for baby boomers. So now that you do, encourage your friends to. How many of your I friends? Always do. How, many I, of your, how many of your friends do? Uh, probably about 50%, which is what showed up for the last presidential election. It's, po- yeah. it's possible to emotionally charge people to the point where they will get angry enough to go out and vote. And if that's what it takes to do, then you have to do it. Well, that's what I try to people do. People you can contact. Well, I tell them, when people come and complain to me about Reagan or Bush or anything like that, I just look at them and say, did you vote? And they say, no. I say, then don't talk to me. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Don't talk to me. Well, I don't want to hear it. People think it's not cool to vote. No, they're apathetic. They people are afraid to lose. Pass the crunch taters and turn up the soap, uh, the, the, um... Three's company. Yeah, I'm too busy, or I don't want to take the time. It's too much time out of my life. Well, then don't complain for the next four yeah, years. I think a lot. I think a lot of what had to do with the last election was everybody knew George Bush was going to win. They knew Dukakis was going to lose, and people don't want to vote for a loser. Well, what everybody also says, and this is true too, is if when you're on the fence, you know, and you say, "Well, I don't know." Uh, you know, don't you think the difficulty for the think, winner? We all we all talk about voting, and the first thing that comes to mind is a presidential election when all the laws that we're bitching about here are done by the by the, either the state or the local, right. the city ordinance people. Who's who's representing you at the city? council meeting and and i don't know about you guys but when i go there and i see all these names who are these people anyway what do they stand for well we couldn't even vote in judge gonzalez he was appointed yeah that's true you know that bugs me we can't vote him out we're stuck with him thank you jimmy carter yeah you know and i'll tell you now one last thing and wait till the next two live crew album because this is all going to start again yeah you know what it's called don't you no what is it called band in the usa oh yeah that's right <laughs> comes out a week from tomorrow i believe yeah it's all going to start again it's going to be just as nasty and Worse. i'll tell you it's a media voice for them yeah. they now they're going to send sell more albums oh, sure, are they, they going to put two I mean, editions out there out there <laughs> i have not heard that they're putting a clean version out this time just although uh, luther campbell did tell uh out assistant program director that he was going to do a clean version of the first single for us now whether they're going to release this is a you know to be bought by the public but here's the question if, it, if the new album's coming out and it can't be played on the airwaves where are people going to hear it in well, clubs it will be played on the airwaves in little meetings with bathtub gin if it's clean then you can play it on the air yeah. the only the other uh, they had uh, three albums out before nasty as they want to be and uh, people that listen to Two Life Crew music will tell you that the third album was worse, if that's possible. Did you play it? The Did third you play album was worse mm-hmm. than this one. What? Did you no, like I w- it? Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, you know, wh- the me so horny sound bite from that comes from what is the movie, Mark? You're Mr. Uh, it's a Vietnam movie where the, um, the Vietnamese hookers are trying to get the soldiers to come in. Oh, I know. And they're standing there going, oh, me so horny. Oh, me so horny. That's the sound bite that the song, Me So Horny, was lifted, was built around. Um, 
And so I thought the song was pretty clever. I mean, it's like a lot of the other records you come. I mean, are we going to like? Not Twitter? great, just okay. Yeah, I mean, people say to me, "Do you really like that music you play on the radio?" And I say, "No, I much prefer Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods that I played at Y100." <laughs> you know, give me a break. It's, yeah. it's pop music. But the point is this: that um, it was all right for what it was, I, and I knew it would be popular because the actual cleaned-up version is like a wink and sexy, but not too dirty record. Clever? Clever records like that are hit with the public. Now, I do have some problems with this for a long time. You see, to our audience, this whole debate is ridiculous because it's closing the barn door long after the horse has galloped away because they all ran out and bought whichever version they wanted during the how many months, Stan? Nine months or, or a year oh, that it was out yeah. when no one said anything about anything. And so they could buy whatever they wanted. So they're like, well, what is all the happening? I wanted about? to. I said that we said on the air. Uh, I would have loved to have been in in the courtroom when the judge ruled on this, and when he said you cannot buy this album, to have been able to lean over and whisper in his ear, "Excuse me, judge, they already have it." <laughs> you know, and it's worth just vastly increased. Thank you. Exactly. What did he sell? Two point seven million copies, something like that. Yeah, it's up there. We were talking to Richie Pactor the other day, trying to figure out how much of each album sold, Campbell got. A lot, because he does not have a record company as a middleman. That's what he pointed out. Exactly. That's and what he pointed out. he has had many opportunities to be affiliated with a major record label and has wisely turned them down, saying, why do I need you guys? You I'm doing all right, thank you. System and, uh, if I beat the card, the still works. <laughs> I'm the guy. Yeah. But, you know, that's also um, going over into other acts. You mentioned Andrew Dice Clay, who hasn't been touched yet, but Madonna was almost censored in, in Toronto. Yeah, but, wh but what really happened as soon as she said... Come on, and, and made a little fuss. They said, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry." Well, from what I understand, she said, uh, "If you want to, uh, I'm not going to change." Well, actually, she said, "I'm not going to change my something act for you." Mm -hmm. And if you want to cancel the concert, you tell thirty thousand people, yeah. you know, not me. And then they backed off. So that was well, that decision was see, made by the police, not even here court. You go. I mean, everybody agrees there's a line over which we don't want our kids to step be exposed or our wives or our mothers or whatever and that's sort of pretty much agreed of course the question is we can't agree on where the line is drawn or particularly from my standpoint who's going to draw the line okay but let me ask you this question just just as a just as a devil's advocate here i subscribe to hbo cinemax and showtime mm -hmm. I pay money for those. And an Andrew Dice Clay pops up, or an Eddie Murphy pops up on one of those channels. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting my money's worth because I'm not going to watch these guys. And it bugs me that they're on these pay channels with their stuff because I don't want that on my household. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to watch it. It's a lock on me. I've already paid for that, but I don't want it. It's not the same. You're gonna, your argument is going to say, well, suppose there's a, a, a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie on you don't want to watch. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. Because I can leave the, the uh, stupid uh, violent movie on without fearing that the children in the household are going to hear the F word mm -hmm. every ten seconds mm -hmm. from an Eddie Murphy or whatever. <coughs> Although the F word is certainly prevalent in a lot of these movies that are yeah that's know, true but not but not it's to not the extent that the format uh, is not the yeah, F word period a, yeah. I well, mean rent, it's not a whole uh, act Rent Heidi 
That'll solve your problem. Yes, rent Heidi and just watch some Heidi movies, and y'all leave me alone, because I, I, I'm a comedian. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to stay out of this. Eddie, I don't want you to absolutely spoke for ten seconds without being bleed. <laughs> I did. I, I can do that. I can do Marvin, it. get your hand no, we're on worried. the button. Don't, don't keep the hand away we're from the button. We're going to cut out for a commercial. Take your hand <laughs> off the button. We'll be back. It's getting critical here. We're just sitting here trying to figure out how we would program radio stations if we had one. Do you have critiques on every radio station yeah, in town? Sure, it's my job. Do you uh, listen to a radio station uh, other than yours and good enough? All the time. Yeah. Well, uh, I have radio stations that I li- my personal favorite radio station that I listen to uh, for my own just enjoyment. If I'm not working, is WIOD, uh, and and I listen to the, I like the CBS News on Winds, and I'll punch over and hear that. Um, so I don't listen. What about music radio? Music radio, I listen uh, around to to different radio stations. I'll punch um, competitively, of course. I punch Y100 and and Hot 105 to see what they're doing. But their programming doesn't really interest me because there's not much entertainment value. It's mostly records, just back to back records. And so uh, that I do more in the concept of uh, of working. But uh, for enjoyment, I like. Uh, I <laughs> you like. Have anything nice to say about the competition, Bill? Yeah, I think uh, Hot 105 is a good radio station that is extremely well programmed by a brilliant programmer, Keith Isley. Mm-hmm. He's excellent. Uh, I think uh, that the people, that, uh, my friend Frank Amadeo, who programs Y100, is a nice person and uh, is completely overrun by the manager of that radio station who should stay out of the programming. <laughs> That's okay. you, Rosie, you know. <laughs> and, uh, okay. And everybody knows it in the market, too. Uh, but Bill, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold anything back. But I Come think on, don't sugarcoat it. But when you <laughs> when you talk about the uh, other radio stations around the, uh, the the adult contemporary stations, I find some records that I like on on coast. Um, I used to like you know what I used to like. I used to like Joy before they changed it because I'm 45 years old. And the format was called 41 format 41, and boy did they hit my button all the time. But you see. Here in the twilight years of my rather mediocre career, I have Knocking passed the demographic. The I have passed the the age of demographic desirability. <laughs> <laughs> They're not programming for you anymore. And so no one programs. When you listen anymore. to power, when you're in your car, mm-hmm. can you listen calmly? Oh yeah, I, I, without getting. Uh, I believe upset. as you get upset about some things you hear, and and as Cox will tell you, I do call heatedly at times. But On the hotline? Yes, but I believe that mostly what disc jockeys need when they're on the air is encouragement. You need to be, the disc jockey needs to hear, boy, you tore it up on that last one. Excellent. More, more, more. And that if that is the attitude that the program director has most of the time, that that really brings out the creativity in the individual people on the air, and that's what I want personally as a program director. I will say this: not many people apparently agree with me because radio is pretty damn bland out yep. there. Yeah. Some years ago, somebody said, "Oh, well, the disc jockeys are all talking too much," and what was happening was uh, people who had no business being disc jockeys were on oh, there talking, talking, talking about every record. Say. So, yeah. But if you have something to say, who was say it? creatively. Who was the guy? Was it Mark Twain or someone, I don't know, who said brevity is the soul of wit? And that's what being a great disc jockey, you I like, think, is, is all right about. When that. you hear Cox just hitting on all fours. The, to me, my favorite personal disc jockey in all the world is Robert W. Walker on our station. And he can say more in fewer words and just fit the energy level. You know, great radio 
and great disc jockeys enhance the enjoyment mm -hmm. of the music. Otherwise, they would be replaced by a CD player in your trunk. <laughs> right. But right. A, a great disc jockey who really enjoys music and can and can keep you on the edge of your seat about things that are coming up and 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 maybe weave a little community action into what's going on. Kid Curry, who is on our station now, is, is a great disc Isn't jockey. Isn't it strange? All the good ones are on your station. Well, I amazing. Think. <laughs> I Let's think take a mobile because call I here. believe in disc jockeys. I believe they're important. You know, I, I don't believe it. As opposed to non-personality yeah, radio. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Mobile. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Uh, just as an example of how far censorship is um, is extending, I don't know if you're aware of the example of American Ecstasy. American yeah, we were just talking about it. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm, the satellite. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a subscriber to that. That was a, uh, I mean, you had to pay a lot of money for that. Mm -hmm. And you had all these boxes come with a parental uh, lockout code. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how far you got into the discussion of what happened, but basically one state. Alabama. Well, he, he, he lost him on the mobile, but, but what happened is one uh, rural sheriff came across a bunch of teenagers that had these porno films that they'd taped off the satellite, and, and he filed a legal action against Home Dish, the owners of the company that uh, operated not only at American Triple X, but Tuxedo, which was a slightly toned-down version of the porno channels that was also on the satellite. And he filed a legal complaint against the company's owners, Home Dish Satellite in, in New York, which, by the way, was some ex-NBC honcho that <laughs> ran the thing, some guy named Paul something or other. Anyway... Um, I mean, it was to the point, and it may still be to the point, where the only thing that is keeping this sheriff in Alabama from extraditing these people to Alabama for criminal trial about having invading Alabama, invaded Alabama's airspace, I guess, or whatever <laughs> it is, <laughs> whatever you want. is Mario Cuomo. Mm -hmm. And they're waiting to decide if Cuomo's going to allow the extradition, and probably he won't, we hope. Also, that councilman from Palm Beach, Ron Howard, who is Opie in disguise, right? Wants to get the 900 numbers off the uh, TV. Off, That's today in the paper, right? Off advertising on TV, especially the women. Well, you know, uh, it has nothing to do with censorship. I get tired of seeing them. I mean, uh, you watch a movie. Oh, God. I mean, you yeah. right one right after another, you know. And uh, Stan, let's form a committee against boredom. That's, so that's that, it. You know, censors against boredom. Things yeah. that are insulting to your oh intelligence. <laughs> that that and the uh, the 800 PI stuff that just comes up, the album that just comes up all the time, you know, on a, consistently. But damn fear on the pan I guess you have to take that in. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I never knew there was actually a Zam fear until I saw oh, the Oh, sure. all his records. He sold more records <laughs> than the Beatles collection. and Boxcar Willie combined. <laughs> it was pretty You've frightening. Never heard of it? No, it's pretty frightening. I saw a Zad on cable a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't believe it. It's uh, 12.27. We're going to take a break here, and uh, we'll be back. The few days, no, the, well, the few days before he left, uh, he was saying just exactly what you're saying. Let's not really, let's not have any more He's going to fine-tune his show, according to Neil. This is what he said before he left for vacation. And you're right. He will, too. And, and what you were talking about, he was talking about. Neil also. is not for everybody, but he is, he has a, 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 certainly the head of, of, of a very slim pack of people. He can bring ratings to radio stations. Why are you listening to the station today, ma'am? I'm listening to the station today because of what accident. I told. No. Thank you, Bill. Let me tell you now. 
uh, when I did go over to Mike Ranieri in the morning, and all of a sudden Mike was on, or uh, Neil was on. I listened for a while. And I thought, my God, he's the same that he was years ago, and I switched off. Then I'd go back and forth because people do switch back and forth when they listen to the radio. And I heard you on. I think Stan and you uh, are very interesting this morning. And I agree with Stan what he said about having that in his home. If he wants to uh, listen to that somewhere else, fine. But he's, he's wise and right to say in his home he doesn't want the children there to to uh, have all all this uh, an excess of smut. It's just, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we all know the words. And Neil sort of reminds me of a little kid who says, Oh, I know a dirty word. I'm Where did you learn it, ma'am? Where did I learn what? The words. Tell us. The words that Neil uses are not cuss words. They are words that are just in poor taste. No, ma'am, we want to hear where you learned them. <laughs> what words? The words that you're thinking of now. The word I'm thinking of now is the one that Neil uses, which mm -hmm. is a... a completely non-cussy word it's just mm -hmm. it's just the same as he uses anima to a woman who calls up the, you should go take an anima it's just what, what neil is doing is satire it's parody it's now, shocking <laughs> he's he shocking. used the s word <laughs> right away the audience is running because uh, i don't know of anyone every time i say something neil oh god is he still on and that's the only reason I found out he was still on is when I switched. I'm now back to WNWS, except on this time when you, when Stan and uh, uh, Randy, good. Randy. Oh God, you, help I, us! I Poor WNWS news is going to go off the air due to the fact that their listener is over here. Just well, listen, we appreciate you uh, staying hour, with us, but it is boring when you have to resort to words like that. It's just, it's just dull. Well, thanks. Bye. Thank you for an exciting call. Well, Bill's out of it now, so uh, <laughs> let's uh, go to this mobile. What line is this, too? Mobile. Hey, she's the one that listens to Al. Yeah, that's right. Ah, you know there was Oh, Al, you're so wonderful. Let me tell you something, you old bag. You know, <laughs> you're not the kind of people they want here anyway. You know, you, you, you know they have a program, WIOD, for people like that. And uh, not only that, you know, she's another one of those people that can quote chapter and verse of every show, but she never listens, yeah. you know? He's the top of her mind, mm. and that's that's a very uh, interesting thing. It's incredible. She, she's a... Uh, well, what know. position did Al take on flag burning? I never Who figured it out. Well, Was he furred or again it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, obviously... <laughs> you know, obviously... If you're listening, Al, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a celebrity on the line. Marvin, who is this? Uh, not a celebrity. Oh, excuse me, sir. Go right ahead. Who's on anyway, I just wanted to make a uh, make that comment because uh, I'm driving around. All of a sudden, I hear this old bag call. Oh, you're so wonderful, Stan and Randy and the Neil so nasty. It's that same old crap. Neil so you know? nasty. That's the next single for two live crew. That's right. And he was I was listening to you and Neil Thursday, and he predicted that this would. Oh, Randy, you're so wonderful, and Neil. No, so it was a, a breath of fresh air. Excuse oh, okay. me. <laughs> so wonderful. And we had a couple of calls like that. Thanks. All right, we got to take this call, celebrity. 
Better be a celebrity. Are you a celebrity? I, I just I just called to, you know, butt lick a little my boss, you know. <laughs> Where are you? You were supposed to be on this show and you're not here. The only person that I listen to is Tanner in the morning. I don't even listen to my own show. <laughs> That's apparent. <laughs> I think you're doing Cox a good job. off the radio, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. He's got some public appearances Cox, just you coming went. from. And yeah, I'd like to call up a few of those if you don't person. mind. <laughs> Which person are you on, though? Which car phone? Yes. He has 83. One on his belt, one in his hand, one in his ear. Isn't that hey, true? Yeah, I think it's important to be as electronic as possible because it's... it's to be able to reach out and touch and feel your instrument. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and besides that, <laughs> it's the only tax deduction we have left. <laughs> Oh, we were just having that little discussion off the air. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I just called to say I'm listening, and uh, I haven't heard anything important yet. <laughs> it, it is. You know, we, we you know, I, I have to go sleep here for a while, but we're back to live. Cox, with you, you have infused us once again. <laughs> well, uh, listen, well, I, I just actually truthfully wanted to call and say, God, you guys are boring. Really? All right, goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> We have an afternoon opening now between 2 and 6 on Power 96. <laughs> Anybody Resonate need the job? Exactly. It pays we'll go obscene to, uh, amounts of money. Coconut Grove. Hi. Hi. I don't know. How, am I on the radio? Yes, you are, sir. Good. I don't know how I'm going to top the last few minutes. Hi, Stan. How are you doing? How you doing, buddy? Cornelius. Yeah. Miami. Listen, I, I don't know how to top all this. Huh? Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, Randy, I don't know you, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh Bottom line, and I don't know how I'm going to talk I about say it. that to you, Randy. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and I love it. I was saying that to her just last night. I read what Randy, I don't know you, today. but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> and I am too, oh, guys, sir. Guys, give me my, my minute here. Uh, if they don't like it, turn it off. It's your basic sticks and stones, break your bones. You know. That words will never hurt me. Works, right. for Neil, works with Neil, no, works no, with the two live crew, works with Nelson Mandela. Remember in the 60s, 70s, the best thing uh, an artist or a movie or a book author could do was get it banned in Boston. Yeah. Great mm. publicity. Hey, guys, I'm listening, and I'm having you made my day. Well, gosh, you're so easy. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Stan, take care, buddy. I'm listening right. to you. You're so easy. Let's go to Deerfield. Hello. Hello. Randy. Yeah. I uh, just had a curiosity. Were you, are you the, uh, were you ever with a station called The Lady? No. Oh, God. I, I remember, remember that, that station. station. They used to talk about yeah, and having orgasms and yeah, right. stickers. We have an opening for a bisexual man from Dade to call. <laughs> I swear to God, they would do that. That reminds me, Bill. You. Uh, let me ask you something. With what kind of a... I don't think we want to hear that say the truth. Let's go to Miami. Hey. Hello. Hello. I'm on a car phone, sort of. I heard that old douchebag talking to you a few minutes ago. And I pulled off the road, and I'm at a payphone, but I'm still sitting in my car, so that's kind of a car phone. <laughs> that's cheating. Those are the kind of car phones I sell. <laughs> yeah, air conditioners on. Hey, I called because that lady talked to you guys Friday. What lady? That lady that was calling with the talk about Al, Rantel, Alice. Right. the same lady almost the same time last Friday, because I take lunch, I come out and turn my car on. And it was the same spiel. Well, at least same. we know she's listening. Same story, the same douchebag. Uh, you know, she she kept that word bothered her last week. I know you guys are inundated with calls, so you don't remember them all. But uh, she irritated me then, and she irritates me today. Irritation then, and irritation now. <laughs> Isn't there a cream you can use for that? Yeah, but <laughs> over the counter. Yeah. Hey, Randy. Wood sells it sometime out of the back of his trailer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Randy. What? I really enjoyed you on uh, QAM. Used to listen to you every morning on. Thank you. Uh, that I don't know where you're going to end up, but uh, well. No, I'm here for now. Yeah, here for now and gone for later. Anyway, uh, that's all I got to say. It's kind of a report on the old hag. Well, thanks. Same one from last week. Hey, uh, get another phone, huh? Yeah, well, I'm running up my phone bill maybe in this car phone. I'll talk to you guys later. Be sure to put it back before you pull off. Uh, I may need to use that It's like the old drive-ins. Remember, you used to put that thing on the window and drive away? (laughs) Drive away and the whole window would come out? (laughs) did that twice. hate to say I'm an idiot, but I did that twice. (laughs) 1240, we got some datelines open here, folks. The number is 751-9463, Broward, 524-WIOD, and the Palm Beach is 655-WIOD. We're here with Stan Major and, and Bill Tanner and Mark Mosley and a cast of thousands and Cheryl V. Tanner, what do you hear from uh, Sonny Fox? Well, I haven't. I heard that he is no longer with that station in, in Dallas that he left yeah. to go and uh, work is he on back in town. Well, I don't know. I kind of thought he might show up uh, at Waxy, and then Budell got that yeah. job. Um, there was talk about that. Doesn't he I work would... for a syndicated show now or something? I was Sonny? R&R. Yeah, that Sonny was going to work with someone else on a syndicated really? show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Sonny's with us now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 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 <laughs> 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 I don't know you on me. <laughs> Mark, how many voices do you do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Millions. What you, you see, what we like to do, I love to on the air, is throw him a curve when he's all prepared to do Tyrone and say, well, Red Wood. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes like, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Are you a stand-up comic also? Uh, yeah. Yes. To a degree, yeah. What what degree? Well, do you go out in I, public. It's a third I, degree black belt. <laughs> <stand up. laughs> I, I I used to do it on a regular basis, and uh, now I'm in the process of getting back into it. You got to accustomed to eating, is what it mm. is. Uh, well, sleeping is <laughs> also important because you know when you work, when you get up at four o'clock in the morning, it's very hard to be out into the in the in the uh, comedy club until one o'clock. How did you learn to do voices? I mean, he does the best voices. G. Michael. That's great voices, I know he too, does. you know, but... Uh, In fact, he had a comment last night. I heard you uh, You called him. He yeah. said, I've been doing voices for 20 years, and everybody's calling up and asking about Mark. Yeah. So he was yeah. laughing about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what do you do? Do you hear a voice and stand in front of a mirror and... Uh you no, know, not so much standing in front of a mirror. Do do a lot of practicing and just experimenting when I'm driving in a car. Um, I, I'll barely, very rarely do I, like, set my mind towards saying, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this person. It just sort of happens. A lot of the impressions are learned by watching other impressionists. Um, we don't pick, do... Pick up, uh, I picked up uh, doing Bush from Dana Carvey on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. We don't do as... Uh, Mark doesn't do It's not we. I don't do any of them. And Mark doesn't do as many impressions these days as he does his own characters. He's come up with these two really big hit characters, which are Tyrone, and everybody knows a Tyrone, some kind of a con man, and uh, Red Wood, everybody knows, you know, your favorite redneck. There you go. Better <laughs> drinker. <laughs> Warm, beer. Warm beer. Warm uh, beer. Pembroke Pines, down the air. Straw. Hello, hello. Oh. Stan, glad to hear you back on the air. Thank you. Well, people were talking about uh, what was really the, like, the nexus of this deal. Well, I know you can't talk about it, but that's, what, that's the problem, is you guys can't talk about it either, what's going on. What's going on, sir? With the two live crew. I mean, if you want to know how the thing all started, well, it started with people that Stan and Neil can't talk about. The censorship started with them. Mm-hmm. And now it's spread to two live crew, and who knows where these guys are going to stop. That's why I made the statement that I made uh, uh, a while ago, that uh, there needs to be somebody 
to look over the shoulder of people who get involved in this. These are fanatical people. Absolutely. Okay, and there has to be, uh, and, and you can't rely on the Miami Herald and the Sun Sentinel to do it. You can't rely on anybody else. It's got to be somebody who wants to uh, uh, support the First Amendment and the right of people to be as filthy as they want to be and to be rejected for being filthy or to be bought, you know? It's a free marketplace out there. Yeah, that's, that's it. The marketplace that's what it's all about. And that's, that's the problem. Is that the marketplace is being taken away from us by a couple of people. you got one talk show host on another station. He sits on a couple of phone books. He can reach the microphone and spews his hate every weekend. Then you got this other guy that nobody can talk about, and they're out there uh, uh, running the morals for everybody else, and it's just. Uh, well, it's. Uh, I, I think it's just fascinating that. Uh, Stop it. That uh, we don't see an expose of what's really happening in either the Herald or the Sun Sentinel, which are the two primary newspapers. We're we're more likely to see it in something like the St. Pete Times. Well, the New Times did a story on them. The yeah. New Times and, and told some yeah, just recently. So what is that that right. little uh, whining in the background? Are you killing your dog? <laughs> no, my daughter's trying to. She's throwing her lunch everywhere because I'm not paying attention to her. <laughs> when I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> I hope my wife isn't listening at work and she knows what I'm doing. You know. Ah, but, la vida. <laughs> well, we've all been through that. Well, sir, go feed your daughter, huh? All right. Well, take care, Stan. Play uh, smoke gets in your eyes sometime. All right. All right. Bye. Smoke gets in your eyes. The gentleman of which Perry. of which you uh, can only elude uh, should really, I think, be aware of the fact that he has made himself a public figure, and therefore has to live with the to, fact to right. that he can be criticized. Um, uh, he, well, really, ain't gonna happen. No, it's it's not. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the best way to to retaliate against any kind of fanaticism is out in the open and is with other people who you've got to get these people fired up okay i'm not in a position to go out and lead a parade okay and say that uh this particular organization or that particular person is doing what they're doing uh it takes it takes somebody with a lot more time than i've got on my hands but it takes a lot of work it's a full-time job Mm-hmm. Come up to twelve forty six. I've got to tell you about shells now, Bill Tanner. All right, we'll listen. It's Tuesday. What a crew we have here today. Bill Tanner, Mark Mosley, Cheryl V from Power ninety six, and Stan Major and I sitting in for the vacationing. Neil Rogers. We were just talking about uh, Howard Stern. <coughs> up in, uh, That's an interesting uh, situation because he's got. Uh, the people in corporate are absolutely behind him. Absolutely. And that's what it really takes. They're making lots of money with him, aren't yep. they? That's sure. what it takes. Sure, it does take that. Uh, and I think it always has taken that because I don't know if people understand that performing on any medium, but radio is true and television, it's a fragile, thin thing. I mean, you can sling hash at the diner or work at um, the Kmart store or be an executive for IBM. And I don't think this is much of your own personal being, your soul, that's as bared to the public Absolutely. as there is with performing, in, whether you see the audience media. or don't see the mm-hmm. audience. And you need mentors in management. I know I have. I have not. I mean, it, it appears that I've just been here since the then, but I've always had a tough time in my career. And I treasure and value, and I know he's not listening because his wife is having a baby so I can talk about him. <laughs> I treasure and value so my relationship with the, with the guy that owns and, and runs our radio station now because um, he 
he brings that he brings out the performer in us. He understands what the business is all about. He's forever saying, "Let these people who are not broadcasting get out of the business. They have no business." You've in nurtured it. a lot of people, though. Yeah, but it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. Um, Cox will tell you that. And, One of the uh, things, though, and let me just talk about. Isn't supposed to be easy, though. Let right? me talk about him Whoever for just a second. <clears throat> One of the things about him is um, he he's very good with words. I'm talking about Bill Tanner now. Uh, he's very good with words. He's very good uh, with diplomacy, and he's very good with telling you exactly how he feels. No beating around the bush, none of this uh, game playing where you go, well, he said he feels this way, but does he really feel this way? When you walk out of the room from when he's told you something, you know how, uh, and that's very refreshing. It's very rare in this business, and that's what makes it such a pleasure and, and a lot easier to work mm -hmm. well, I've in that a couple type of, people of environment. That, that have worked with you, right. for you. And, and the fact you were talking about a mentor before. It's very yeah. important in this business. Boy, it is. And, and uh, they have singled you out as being very important to them and their careers. I'm proudest of people who, who to me, it is a great thrill to hear a great performer performing great. I mean, however cliche that sounds, when Mark is on and just being and making, cracking us up, when you hear you guys doing a great show, when you hear Neil being funny, I heard Neil one day just sitting there doing the bit where he eats his sandwich and goes down the phone's line, and we've all been there, mm -hmm. you know, trying to eat your lunch, and somebody's going, ah, da 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 just go down the phone lines. It was so funny. It was a crack-up. I get such a charge. I mean, I can have all the P&L sheets and stuff in front of me and dealing with the thing from a, from a management side, but it is a performing medium, and that's what I get off on. And I try to infuse that sense of excitement and creativity and performance in the people that work with me. And to me, the great thrill of it all is tuning in and hearing Cox just tear it up on the radio or uh, or anybody else. The madam works at Y100 now. Uh -huh. She's up in New York. And, um, Super talented. And I must tell you that she called me the other day and, and she wanted to talk to me about the job that Cheryl got. Because we're, you know, I mean, to me, that's a great pleasure to have someone who's gone as far as she has say, well, I'd like to talk about coming and, and, and coming doing back, all over Coming back again, home, yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's take this mobile call here. He's been hanging on for a while. Are you there, mobile? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Well, say something. <laughs> I just got a real complaint with your show there yesterday, making light of the situation over in Iran. And yet today you're talking about uh, how upset you are with Nelson Mandela if he gets this money and he's going to spend it on arms and everything, and that might lead to killing and everything. I, I see some real contradiction there, real hypocrisy. You're so, like I said, you're, you're so unconcerned, made so light of the uh, Iran situation. Yeah, on the other hand, you're worried about deaths that may or may not occur, selling of arms or whatever. Well, Stan, why did we want to drop that bomb yesterday? Why not? <laughs> you're right. But nobody said that I have to be the other way. Nobody said I had to be logical and rational. When it comes to the Iranians, man, I am totally irrational. I think that we should have gone into the embassy like 24 hours after it was taken. And I still regret the fact that Carter Carter just uh, sat on his hands. But he did that with a Muriel boat lift, too. He sat on his hands and waited around. And it's like he had to have so much advice for so long a period of time. If we knew... This is an interesting point. I wonder if we knew then in terms of how long those hostages were going to be kept and what they would be put through. If we knew then what we know now, would we have done that? I don't know. It's hard to gauge what a Jimmy Carter would have done. Yeah. After all, here's a man who said that being president of the United States was not going to be any more difficult than being governor of Georgia. Yeah, well, he was you know, wrong. So I knew we were in trouble when he said that. Wrong. wrong. 
Sir, are you still there? Yeah, well, I, I just have a problem with the fact, I mean, if some other country wants to act like animals, I mean, certainly we didn't condemn uh, the beeline. It's a very or... emotional issue, sir. Well, I understand that. Yeah. man's a very emotional yeah. man. Yeah, didn't you see the scenes on the network news last night of them burning the American flag and screaming the, the same old crap that they've no, been screaming? we burn the screaming? flag over here. I mean, uh -huh. to me, we're burning our own flag over here. What the hell's the difference? It's just a... You know, a little, a little different. I want the freedom to be able to do that, okay? If I want to burn my own flag, I that's all right. When somebody else burns it, I get bent well, out. He's got a good you. point, too. Women and children. You know, humanitarian reasons. You don't drop the bomb. Governments are the problems, usually not the people. Right. In most cases. Thanks for calling. What do we have here? Pembroke Pines, you people on the People in the embassy and the, the hostages that are held have uh, families, too. Like good morning, uh... Folks, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Got to make it fast. I'm coming up to the news. Okay, first of all, Sunny Fox, uh, spy report slash rumor. <laughs> WPLJ, New York. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. You'd last there approximately 90 days maximum. That station is the second biggest toilet in the country, and I won't say which one, but uh, I will like say... It's like Mr. Radio here, doesn't it? I'm sorry? I got to run. I got the news coming up. Thanks for calling. How rude of me, huh? And when you gotta, gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta take a break. Well, we're into the one to two hours. Mo did hour. mostly leave some uh, some good stuff, Marvin? Ah, very good. Isn't you that? Did, huh? See, you every time. That see, that's the only reason you book these guys on the show because mostly brings material. this material it's over. material. Half the material in the in Neil's card rack is from mostly. And we'll take more too. Dave, I've got to start my own cart rack here too. That's so, it. Uh, the I price is right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the price is real right. Well, we're back again. Mindy Frumkus. 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 Horrible name, I know. Change but real. that last name, Mindy. I wanted to, but Tanner wouldn't let me. He didn't want Smith, me to. Jones. I know Douglas. I know, I'm very Douglas. Mindy I heard Douglas, Larry King yeah. do the same thing with Jerry Seinfeld. He was doing a talk show, and Jerry was his guest, and said, that's a terrible name. <laughs> change it. Steinfeld, maybe, but not uh, Steinfeld. He said, hey, that's my name. What I, can you do? I was Mindy Douglas for years. I was Mindy Douglas my first two years, or my first year and a half of radio. And when I moved to Miami, and I started working at Power 96, Tanner hired me, and he said, okay, so Mindy Douglas is a nice name, but what's your real name? And I said, Frumkus. And he died laughing on the spot. <laughs> he said, that's you. You know, you're, you're funny and you've got personality and Frumkus is it. Frumkus you is look good. like a Frumkus. Oh, really thanks, Dan. <laughs> you know? Mindy from like uh, Dominique. Uh, hot for 105. Mm -hmm. Mindy and Malo. Malo. Yeah, right. In the morning. Yep. And yep. hot is still hot. Hot and still hot and staying hot. Very hot. We just plan to keep it going. So, doing Are very well. Are you playing well. two live crew? Yes, we're still playing two live crew. The clean version, of course. The clean version. I don't think we ever played the dirty version. <laughs> I don't think anybody did yeah, no. You know what's so amazing to me? And I brought this article in. It was in, what is it, People magazine with Madonna and Warren on the oh, cover. Yeah. Yes. Somebody actually listened to the two live crew version, Me So Horny, the X-rated version, to tell us that there were 226 uses of the word F, the F word. Mm -hmm. Somebody actually went through that and counted it. And counted it. Uh, 87 descriptions of oral sex, one mention of incest, and it goes on and on and on, listing what was mentioned and how many times. Too bad they can't just index the record to the people who are so <laughs> interested and go right to the oral sex <laughs> exactly. mentions or whatever they like. Exactly right. Well, Mindy's here. We're going to talk about Two Live Crew and uh, whatever else we can figure out to talk to. But don't you think it's a little overkill on the F word? Major. 
Oh, it's oh, <laughs> major, major, major overkill. Major, major overkill. When they do their live gig, do they do that much, or do they tone it down a little bit? Their live gig is extremely live, and it's. It's very live, and yeah. it's just what you'd expect so and more. the same thing. Yeah. The yeah. performances in Hollywood and, and uh, at Club New was just after they were banned, so to speak. So um, banned Navarro banned. was a major portion of their show. Yes, he was. Again, they got people quite excited, There was a too. cheer going in the audience. You know, it's amazing how Broward County has become the Boston of the 1990s. It's no longer banned in Boston now. It's banned in Broward. Banned in Broward, Broward. Broward it's true. And it's not, it's not the reputation that... I mean, I've, I've lived in South Florida most of my life. And it certainly isn't the reputation that I would like us to have. I know all this. I was listening to, to you all earlier talking with, uh, with Mark and, and Bill and Cheryl. And it, it, I love South Florida. And I, I, it's not the reputation that I want for our community. Uh, we have such a great chance here to be in the forefront of so many things. We're not New York and we're not, not Los Angeles. But you don't have to be. You know, we have a lot of wonderful things, a lot of exciting cultural events going on here. Why do we have to have such censorship, such censorship going on? Oh, wait, wait till uh, Nick and his buddies start uh, checking out the bathing suits on the beach. Oh, the g-string, to see whether or not you've got enough. You know, Jack Boyle from Cellar Door had a really good quote in uh, in the newspaper when all this was coming out. He said, "You know, I've been in the concert business a long time, and I could understand concerts, some concerts being banned in the South." some par- portions of the south, the deep south, but never did I think it would happen in Broward County. You know, Bobby Brown was arrested in, in a, a part of uh, Georgia for doing one of his very sexual dances toward, to one of his songs, you know, a couple of months back. And, and it's happening, you know, it, it's happening more and more frequently. And it, Hey, folks, if you're scared about the two live crew, there's more <laughs> of this coming. More to come. Not more of the music, but more of the banning. Well, what about, uh, if you want to get into it, Elvis? was only shot from the, the waist up on, on Ed Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Morrison, that how many was times so long he, ago. Right, but how many yeah. times was Jim Morrison pulled off of sta- off of the stage? But, uh, many times. Well, like what about Tanner said, the pendulum swings, and now it's time to go. We went through the whole generation with spit on, or worse, mm-hmm. and things were loose and free. Free love. Remember the free love generation? I was too young for that. Me too. Well, Come I was, on, you yeah. two both went through and admitted, okay? You know, I, you look back at old reruns of I Love Lucy. On I Love Lucy, Ricky and Lucy couldn't even sleep in the same bed. That's she couldn't true. mention the word pregnant. That's either. right. No. That's right. She couldn't right. Word, mention that word. And the old pendulum is starting to swing back again, friends. But doesn't it also, the other extent of that is, doesn't, don't things go in full circle? Oh, absolutely. But how long is it going to be then before know. we go through See, the that's cycle? The thing. I don't but, know. But the, the problem is that, that in some ways it's it's almost, it's not a terrible thing that, I mean, the AIDS crisis, for example, has brought back monogamy and relationships and people cannot be as into as into casual sex and they can't be as as unconcerned about their, about their sexual health. So the so relationships are more in style. Big weddings are coming back, you know. Um, that's not necessarily bad. That, that that's That's a healthy thing, perhaps. But when it affects everything else, you know, that's something that's very difficult to reverse, too. It's frightening. Very, frightening. very full one-piece bathing suits are coming back. Oh, boy. From the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, I saw Norma Kamali's new line, and I they really are back. Too. I they really are back. We've got uh, two lines open here in Dave, so call us 751-9463, a line in Broward, 524-WIOD. Let's uh, take a call here. We've got a mobile line. You there, Mobile? Yes, I am. How you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm on. I'm visiting from Virginia, and I've, every time I get down here, about 14 weeks out of the year, I try to listen to your shows. So it's always kind of interesting to see the different personalities change. It's kind of like, you know, roll-a-thon or something. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to talk about this Nelson Mandela thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, you know, in the past, I've always would have been a. I don't know if I'd say a big fan, like it was a rock and roll thing, but. Uh, 
certainly I would appreciate anybody who's gone through what Nelson Mandela's gone through. But when he's come out with all this uh, jazz about his avowed communist and a supporter of Gaddafi and Castro and so forth, and, you know, you gotta, you got to wonder um, how in the world we could, could support such a thing. And quite frankly, in that regard, I would agree with you all. I would certainly like to uh, commend uh, Miami on not welcome him on an official basis, certainly as a, as a visitor they should, and I'm um, somewhat embarrassed that um, we would receive him as the third uh, civilian, basically, to make a statement before Congress. I just think that's not appropriate for an avowed communist. And in as much that the uh, communist world is, is changing, and even the own communist party is turning uh, turning code on their on our own party, look at, look at what Gorbachev has done, um, I think that to support Nelson Mandela is not the right thing to do. And I appreciate your comment. Okay, sir. Let me uh, get out of that line because he's fading out. I think uh, a lot of it has to do with what Nelson Mandela went through, which is why they're holding in such, him in such reverence. And I, I can I understand this this caller's point of view, but I've got to I've got to say one thing. I'm not thrilled yet. Believe me, I do not support the PLO, and I do not support Castro. I'm very very anti uh, anti PLO, anti Castro. But I, I appreciate that there is a, there are, there's a big segment of our community, black, white, and Latin, who do respect Nelson Mandela. And I don't know if I am thrilled that there will be no official welcome. I, I'm, I'm, I understand that we will not. We don't have a hero in Nelson Mandela who's perfect. Um, he, he does uh, uh, support certain people who are very volatile, who are, are negative in many respects. Who are supporting his cause. Who are supporting his cause when, in the paper this morning, uh, Florida, we still have millions of dollars in businesses that invest in South Florida. Am I proud of that? No. I am South Africa. Yeah. That are supporting yeah. South Africa, exactly. And I'm not proud of that at all. Are we going to have, you know, pagan, perfect pagan statues that we can put up and respect and that, that will be perfect? None of us are. And Nelson Mandela certainly isn't, but he did go through something very important. I think that it's, uh, it's kind of a shame that South Florida isn't welcoming Nelson Mandela in any official capacity. Um, we're the only one in the, in the whole You've got to separate the politics from this kind of thing. And uh, I, was, I was kind of shocked... Well, then again, I guess I wasn't to see that Mayor Suarez threw in real quick on this uh, so-called thing, the statement that they put out. I mean, here's the mayor of Miami who, not too long ago, wanted to run for governor, mm -hmm. was thinking about running for governor. And so he, he obviously... gets a lot has, of uh, national press. Yeah, and he has political uh, uh, ambitions that go beyond being the mayor, and yet he looks like a, a, a Havana city councilman, you know, mm -hmm. by making this kind of statement. And... Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, these people under Batista, if you go back, Batista had the worst regime, just full of crooks and just all kinds of, of, uh, of, of right-wing dictatorship-type crap that was going on. And it seems like uh, the Cubans can only settle for one extreme on the left or one extreme on the right. And they're now in a country where we don't have an extreme on the left and we don't have an extreme on the right. And they should realize that a Mandela has a right to come You're here right. and speak. It is Just as they have a right to demonstrate against his appearance here. That's what this country is all about. It is the same exact problem that is splitting apart South Florida that is, that is causing all the, the racial tension and the ethnic tension that we feel it explodes. He does have yeah. the right to come here 
and say whatever he wants to and say. You don't. You don't you need can to go, go see or it. not to go. Right. Exactly. It's it's like the CDs you don't need to buy, the movies you don't need to watch. The strip shows you don't need to go to. That's right. right. It's at one sixteen at six ten WIOD. We'll be back after this. Scientists have warned us that as women we face some pretty serious risks. We are vulnerable to osteoporosis, the painful, debilitating loss of bone tissue. To date, one of the only recommended treatments has been calcium supplementation. Unfortunately, the only calcium previously available had uncomfortable, even unhealthy side effects. And some of those supplements couldn't even be absorbed by the body. Now, thankfully, there is good news. Now, thankfully, there is Citricol. Citricol is the first brand of calcium citrate in the United States. Research shows that's the kind of calcium effective in the fight against osteoporosis. Not all calcium supplements are alike. Citricol is absorbed over two times better than other calcium supplements. Citricol does not cause stomach upset or bloating. And because Citricol is half the size of other calcium products, it's very easy to take. Citricol by Mission Pharmacal. Thankfully, some very good news for women. <laughs> you are right on the ball on that one, Marvin. Hi, Marvin. <laughs> Mitty Frumkis is here from Hot 105. We're sort of continuing our conversations. I think it's amazing to talk to you two about uh, getting up at 4 in the morning. To babes and, and broadcast. What, it, what, what it's, what it's like, what kind of lifestyle. No life. Hard. You have no life. You know, I yeah. could never see doing anything else because it's really, it's a, it, every day is different. You talk, you talk to amazing people, you meet amazing people, but the one thing that really sucks about morning shows is getting up at 4.10 in the morning. I'm not happy when the alarm goes <laughs> off. Oh, boy, I had two alarms mm, uh, going off just in case because I was so paranoid that I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it. I think I was just telling you out in the hallway, Samuel, appreciate this, but... The few mornings of my life that I've overslept until 5.30, which is when our, our show begins at Hot 105, you know, Mala will call me and say, are you coming in? <laughs> and believe me, Keith, this has only happened once. Um, and uh, I'll wake up at 5.30 and be there, you know, at 5.50 because you just throw in anything and get in there. But it's amazing. I feel like a million dollars that day. I mean, I'm rested. I look fresh. No bags. <laughs> no fine lines. No creases. I'm ready to go. That's the thing. The bag. The bag. The bag's waking up. I have more morning. eye cream than uh, the Chanel cream is. <laughs> I understand that. Let's take another call here. We got a mobile? No, we lost him. No, he's back again. Uh, mobile. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Randy, how are you? Fine. Okay. I was I was listening all this about this uh, Mandela thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, at least, I mean, you people should encourage this guy. And, uh, you know, this guy is not talking with two or three mouths or two or three tongues in his mouth. He is saying whatever he believes in. And if he is a politician like uh, Hushfield, like uh, Alex Dowd up here, which are planning not to welcome him, I think that's a good thing because he should not be welcomed with by these crooks anyway. Because uh, these people have no character. You can buy them. You, you know, buy if them you have, sell them. Yeah, right? you can buy them if you have the right price and your right money in your pocket. And uh, I think the guy, whatever he is, he may not, you know, can go with us. But he has the right to talk. Castro thing and all this thing. But whatever he felt like, he said it. And although he's going to take a loss of not getting that much money, if he, you know, kept it to himself. So. Well, I think a, a lot of the reason he's coming down here, it is money, but it's not money. It's also um, the, the spirit, the spirit of getting people riled up to uh, put down apartheid. Right. Um, Plus, what a figure. And if, if you go a little bit back, 
you will see uh, Yitzhak Shamir has the same character. He was a terrorist also. He bombed so many hotels and all that. But now he's the leader and he is, uh, you know, he's a big thing. And uh, Arafat is a, is a terrorist, although they look the same. And if uh, Shamir goes in his bathroom, takes his clothes out, he will look all, I think he will look more terrorist than uh, Arafat is. So, you know, it's, if, you, if you read newspaper and you go back and read behind the lines, you see all these people, they are the same faces, same characters, but uh, different, different times they talk different. Well, thank you. Thank you much. Uh, that scene, terminology is so interesting because uh, the Nicaraguans would claim that the Contras were terrorists. We claim they're freedom fighters. Mm -hmm. See? We all have our own perspective. That's it. It's That's all it. about opening up a dialogue, and if you if you fight to keep a dialogue closed, you learn nothing, and you become you become a complete intellectual zero, and you live in a very limited, blind world. There's one thing I'll say about the Mandelas. They tell you where they stand. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't come over here and pull any punches. He's rather restrained, I think. He's I think people were surprised, though. I think they were taken by surprise by a lot of his comments. You know why? Because the news media has played him up as the next, a, uh, right, a, a specific Jr. kind of person. And when she, when, when Winnie Mandela came over here and was put on the spot about her political beliefs and she came out with this uh, revolutionary uh, rhetoric, uh, it didn't get that much play in this country. So people aren't, the. I don't think if you, if you took a, a man on the street poll and asked the question, is Mandela's wife an avowed and outspoken revolutionary communist? People would look at you and say, first of all, they'd say, who's she? Mm -hmm. Second of all, they'd say, well, I don't know. So I don't think the American public is really informed. And she's really toned down her comments a <laughs> lot. Any she mm -hmm. makes a lot during this whole tour. Let's take another call here from Hollywood. Good morning. Good, Good afternoon. Morning. What time is it? Good afternoon. <laughs> How are you doing? Fine. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you about this Mandela coming down here. Mm -hmm. I'm a ex-Vietnam vet, mm -hmm. and I don't believe that our government should have welcomed him with open arms in front of our Congress this morning. I think the man's a terrorist. I think he's going to use the money to go back and destroy the nation. Oh, I, I agree with you there. He's definitely going to use the money for, for a, an amount of arms. Absolutely, and I think it's going to cause more bloodshed and more harm. I think our government could have done much more for him rather than handing him $10 million. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I don't know the answer, though. I don't really know what the answer is either, but I don't think that as a people we should open our arms to everybody just because we happen to embrace one view that they might hold. You have to look at the whole picture and say, hey, you know, this man has a good point, but he has several bad points, so what are we going to do? Well, I think, again, as, as Stan was just mentioning before, we're, we're just now seeing those, those sort of, not, I don't want to call them bad points, but uh, getting perspectives that we didn't get before. Um, when he first came over here, everything was, was hearts and flowers. Everything was, was wonderful. Everything was terrific. And the more he spoke, the more you listened, you, you began to, to realize there were a couple of, of chinks in the armor. There were a couple of questions that, that people started to raise. Oh, yeah. We didn't know that before. Absolutely. I didn't either. I thought that, that this man was, was a good role model. Well, that's because the media has, for his has, people, has, and I think but did the media, him Did the media way. know, though? I don't, oh, I, don't, sure. I don't really know, but, you know, we turn to the media for information. 
But so many people didn't really, they, they knew that there was apartheid in South Africa, but they didn't realize what was going on. People don't read inside of the Miami Herald and the Sun Sentinel that deeply, true. and they don't know and they don't care. And they don't read the New York Times, the Washington oh, I understand. Post. I, un I understand that, and I agree with that 100%, but still, the majority of the, the people in this nation depend upon all the media, the radio, the TV, But they're reading People whatever. Magazine and TV Guides, sir. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree with that. I That's agree where we that. get our education. <laughs> As I speak, what magazine does Randy have in front of her? That's right. Madonna and Warren. <laughs> on the Madonna and Warren issue. Uh, I agree 100%. I think the lines of communication ought to be left open, but I don't think that when a person's not a head of state or a head of a government, I don't think that she, he should have been welcome the way that he has. And I don't but think he, when he, he deserves the platform, don't you? You wouldn't shut him up, right? I would, no, I would absolutely not shut him up. He's got the right to speak. But I don't think that he should be be entitled to the same privileges or, or benefits that a head of state receives. This man's not a head of state. Mm -hmm. well, I agree and with he you. Is certainly, I, I heard you commenting earlier that he is certainly not a Martin Luther King, and I agree with that 1,000%, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. Martin Luther King would have never agreed with the violence of this man. Again, he's been in a time war for 27 years, mm -hmm. and if you'd been looking at it from out from uh, the inside of barred windows, your perspective may be different. Yeah, I think he, he himself was surprised by the reaction that he's getting. Oh, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that a bit, and I think probably a, a lot of the reaction is, is strictly be, because he is a black leader, a black leader who who supports Fidel. Momar and, and absolutely, uh, Yasser. Absolutely, and I cannot condone that in any way, shape, or form, regardless of what he condones it for or what his beliefs are. Those people are terrorists. They've done a lot of evil things. We've done a lot of evil things. But we certainly aren't going to, you know, two evils don't make it good. Thanks. You know, Randy, what, what I don't hear anyone talking about at all is there's this whole big flat where we're all talking about Nelson Mandela. Should we welcome him? Shouldn't we welcome him? What's going to happen? And once he leaves, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing at all. Absolutely. Unless people get involved, and that's the fight of, of the 80s and 90s, and not enough people do. I agree with you. It, it doesn't affect you personally. Yeah. Therefore, you're not going to do anything about it. Um, I think his, his trip definitely uh, will present an awareness get people more educated, get people more riled up, then maybe. I don't know how to end apartheid. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. And I haven't read anywhere any anybody's version of, of how to do it either. I don't, I don't Nobody know either. knows. It's a difficult problem, and it's a difficult situation to be in. But I think it's, uh, again, going right back to where I started from, I think it's wrong that our government is acting like they're condoning the beliefs of this guy, whether our president gets on there and says we had a disagreement. You had a disagreement, but you handed the man $10 million a couple of months ago or a month mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, that's that's my money. That's your money. Mm -hmm. That's all the taxpayers' money. That's not what our country believes in. I mean, we keep talking about we don't we, we want to fight terrorism around the world and everything else, and then we're supporting it. I mean, for Christ's sakes, what about the IRA? Why are we giving those people such a hard time when they come over here to, to, to try and get funds for their fight? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing, isn't it? Well, listen, sir, i got a break here, but I appreciate your call. Okay, thank you. Thank you. 129, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with more with uh, Mindy Frumkiss from Hot 105, Stan Major, and I on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. Oh, Thanks, Scott. That's great. <laughs> it does get confusing. And, yes, G. Michael will be on again tonight. He's on tonight? No, oh, no, baseball. he's not on tonight. That's baseball. right. Baseball tonight, Yankees and Brewers at 735. We play Yankees and Brewers, okay.
I got it. And Bruce, that of course is... I think you should tell that story that you told off the air. That's funny. You like that story, That's great. You're talking about, oh, England. Yeah. We were just talking about England. Um, Mindy was telling us that she met some nice people there. I met a fabulous guy over there. A fabulous, fabulous guy. And I was saying that uh, I did some work for the BBC at one point in time and, and met some fabulous guys over there, but... My name in England and New Zealand, I found out later when the uh, the white bread or the whip bread race was here. Oh, uh, Randy means horny. Oh my! So you <laughs> couldn't really have a real good conversation or a relationship. Kept wondering why people kept laughing at Absolutely. you. Absolutely, well, your phone was ringing off. I'd say hi, I'm Randy, and they're. <laughs> They were just, me. My name is Randy. You know? They were thrilled to see me. I'll tell you. So it, it really didn't work. I'm going to have to find another country that. It really doesn't mean much. And they were appalled that my parents would name me that. I love the name Randy for women. I think they were great. absolutely appalled that someone would name a, name a child horny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying here? Let's uh, take some phone calls. Miso Randy. Miso Randy. <laughs> Hollywood. You say that? How are you guys doing? Fine. Yeah, listen, uh, about Nelson Mandela and Windy Mandela. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it's Winnie Mandela. I'm Mindy. She's Winnie. Uh, oh, Mindy. Mindy right. Mandela. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, one thing, this might not be very popular to say, but I guess part of the reason that he is as popular as he is is because the fact that he was imprisoned for, what, 27 years? 27 years. Right. And the fact that he's also black, and there's also there's a, a tremendous amount of guilt here in this country about that. I don't think we feel guilty for that, sir. Well, no, not, not, not specifically that, but I think it, there's, you know, it's still there. But the thing is, see, um, why him? Well, Somebody he pointed out the, the uh, chief of the Zulu tribe. I'm not even going to try pronouncing his name. Because he's not as visible. Pardon? He's not as visible, he's not as vocal. And he's not an, as international. Hmm. Well, I, I guess so. But still, the point is, he, he heads up the tribe as well. I, I would think he's, even though he's not as vocal, is just as important, if not as more important. Absolutely. But he's, he's been very low-key compared to Nelson Mandela. Now, let me, you, you think that, that this country feels guilty. I, I don't think it's no, guilty no, no, at all. No, not very guilty. Just, I, just even slightly. Just slightly. But the bottom line here is that you've got the, the African-American population of this country with a very serious lack of role models. You, you've got a serious problem with the 18 to 34-year-old black male. And if there, there is an international figure who has uh, put his life up to a very good cause and a very good reason and something that many people can embrace. and Well, that's what they're embracing. It's not guilt. They're embracing the ideals, what he stood for, what he believes in. Unfortunately, um, when he speaks, more and more and more of his philosophy that we didn't know about is starting to come out. Right. That's and that's important. what's starting to uh, get people pretty, pretty uncomfortable. And that's the important thing. Um, also, uh, there's other things also going on in Africa that are probably just as important, I think, like like the civil war in Ethiopia that nobody wants to talk about, it seems, where they use food primarily as a weapon that is the government there. And nobody really says much about that at all. At least I haven't heard anything lately on it. And you won't, sir. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. And you won't. Yeah. It's it's not as uh You'll see an occasional report on or, uh, or, uh, television. You're yeah, but that's on, it. On but PBS. Yeah, you know, then, on McNeil Lair, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's but it. you see, it <clears throat> it goes uh if if fifty thousand people had been killed in an earthquake in India, it wouldn't have been news in this country. But it happened to happen in Iran. I disagree and with we you. Don't like I really the disagree Iranian. with you. What about when the uh the, well gosh, Union Carbine 
explosion. How many, but that how was many an American company. How many people? Yeah, but you can't. See, that was an American company which could be, could be sued. It could be the degree of the uh, incident. Like that earthquake was pretty big and, and the number of people who were killed. But on the other hand, it was in Iran and there is that... Uh, There's a lot of mixed thing. feelings about that. What exactly. it caused us to do is what we're, we're, some people in our cause to do with Nelson Mandela. There is a definite problem with Iran. They embrace political views and have hated the United States uh, for as long as anyone can remember. Yet these people are suffering injury. There's disease. There's pestilence. They, they, they're homeless. You causes see the, people to think, well, what do I do now? How do I feel people, now? But I don't like what they think. So what matters more, that they're people or that, or that they, uh, they embrace the they embrace the Ayatollah? I would imagine that most of those people that were in that region did not um, subscribe to the Ayatollah's beliefs completely. Like the flag burning that went I on I think recently, their biggest problem was just I think it was surviving. But Stan feels very strongly about this. <laughs> Sir, and thank you for calling. Just the same, like all you know, all Iranians don't feel the same way politically because some of them aren't even Iranian. I would imagine some of the people in that that part of Iran aren't you know Persian. But I think again, their biggest concern in life is how do I get fed every day and how do I stay warm or whatever it is. Exactly. Keep my camel under the garage. I, I think most of the politics in Iran is based roughly around Tehran. Okay, I'm, I'll let you guys go. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for letting us go. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's right. Uh, a government's action, uh, a lot of people pay for it. Uh, in this case, uh, Stan wants to drop the bomb, but... Put him out of their misery. But I've wanted to do that for a long time. Okay. Well, the, the earthquake doesn't really make a difference at this point in time. You wanted to do that forever. Didn't take care and of And a lot of right? people did also. I when the hostages out were when I told her died, I celebrated that. Well, so did they. Oh, they were right. jumping up and down. <laughs> I still, I, I still think that that what's happened over there, though. I mean, I, I feel for those people, and, and perhaps they didn't embrace what was By going on. By the way, on. you talk about a media-made uh, personality. How about the Ayatollah? Mm, well, camping out in Paris. Oh, absolutely. Nobody ever heard of him before the TV cameras caught him in Paris, and then, boy, he was suddenly on the network. He still is night. visible. Yeah. If, if you, if that's absolutely. the word. I mean, his his doctrine is. Still quoted. He's still a major force. Almost as big Iran. as Jessica Hahn got. <laughs> <laughs> Just almost. That's scary. Let's check out this uh, mobile here. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, Sam and company. Uh, question about uh, Nelson Mandela and Rock. And seems to be a lot of his Nelson Mandela and Rock? <laughs> among the rock musicians. And, uh, and there's no the surprise coming from that. I don't know. It's just... Hello. The connection. I just wonder what you thought of that connection. About Nelson Mandela and Hello? Rock? It's Nelson's new group that he's protesting. It's Nelson, Nelson and Winnie. Yes. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> We're not quite sure if you're listening either. Uh, let's go to Cooper City. Hello, are you there? Hello. Hello. I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> They're all calling up. They sure are. Paul called. <laughs> Paul, how do you feel about Mandela? How do you feel <laughs> about anything, Paul? 141 at 610 WIOD. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back uh, more with Mindy from Hot 105. <laughs> We're just smoothing here. <clears throat> what are we going to do tomorrow, by the way? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, let's show up and see what happens. Okay. You we have no always, big plans yet. That's we can always take enough. a poll on uh, the Mandela's. What, whether or not they should come? <laughs> like it's really going to make a difference here? I don't know. I think that uh, we should try to find a Nelson Mandela satin jacket. Yeah, um, that'd be great. That would be uh, that would be nice for 50 bucks, mind mm, you. You can get your, all your Mandela paraphernalia. <laughs> That's right. You can get all of it. I can get all of the buttons, what have you. Um, let's see. Let's take a line here. Mobile. Hi, how you doing, Randy? Fine, how are you? Good. Stan, how are you? Great. 
Okay, listen, I have a, an opposing point of view. I disagree that they, uh, I think they should have apartheid. I think that the reason that I disagree with that is because most of the people there are very animalistic and very uh, underdeveloped. And I really think... Have you got your sheets on, sir? No, yeah, I'm not right. even burning your well, cross. <laughs> I just want to give you an opposing view. Uh-huh. Okay, and I really think that if the, since the white people are so outnumbered, same way as the Jewish people, that they would be destroyed by the blacks who can't even get along with themselves there. And you know what? One of the major problems that they have over in South Africa is the fighting and the conflict within the tribes themselves. Sounds like Israel. No, that's not like Israel <laughs> no, at all. No, you're I'm right. I understand what you're all. saying. Uh, I'm not here's saying the thing. I... The, uh, the, the white minority in, in the government has to make some changes. Because right now, the world is focused on their situation. The question is, if they start to, to elect... Or, or to appoint black officials to the government, pretty soon they'll be elected out. That's right. The That's white right. minority will be That's gone. my point. And then, therefore, they will be at the mercy of all the blacks. And I'm not saying it because they're black. Let's say they were Indians or Chinese, whatever but, sir, minority you, you cannot, would be. You cannot ignore the majority in a country. You cannot ignore the majority. Even though that they're very underdeveloped and animalistic and that they would probably so destroy to, all the white... You know, education is a big key here. I, I understand your point, but you cannot, especially now, they cannot ignore the minority when there is such a world focus on them at this point in time. Uh -huh. I, I, just, I, just, I just really feel that, you know, just like it's been said many times, that when you have a small group of people that are in power and you have a large group that aren't, you have to make some concessions, but if they're not ready mentally or in any other way, or they're going to be violent. Well, I haven't heard oh, this geez. since George Wallace. It sounds like you think that they're doing it for wow. the good of, of, of the black South Africans. I mean, so they're suppressed. Are you going to keep them suppressed? I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, no, not until they get educated and grow up. Well, you need to educate them. The How can they govern a country without education? I don't know the situation over there. He doesn't like me. He hung up. Well, we don't like you either, but we won't hang up on you. I like you, Stan. I've never met you and haven't formed a bad opinion yet. Well, he's got an interesting point there, and you've got to give him credit again. He's got the right to voice his opinion. But, but the But the, uh, the government there is not, is not uh, they don't have the policy of apartheid for the good of the people because they're not ready. Doesn't that sound nice? You know, I'm not going to make you move out into your own apartment, Randy, until you're ready. Right, exactly. Well, geez. We're not going to the, you, yeah. appoint you to the council until you're better educated. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's definitely for yeah. selfish, cruel reasons. They have treated the blacks so deplorably. In, in South Africa, but now they, it has to change, and the question is how? How do they change it without more bloodshed? I mean, Nelson Mandela is how not a nonviolent man. How do they change it without really wanting to? Oh, they don't want to at all, but they have to. They have to, so they better start getting used to the idea, because the world is changing. In the, in the past year with the, with the uh, Berlin Wall, Checkpoint Charlie, things are happening. Whether you think they're good or they're bad, exactly the world is right. changing. And again, world focus is on them, so what do you do? I have no idea. How to change That's it. That's why I'm not politics. We just <laughs> talk about no this on radio. <laughs> but something has to be done here. Let's take another call from Miami. Good afternoon, folks. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm still trying to get over the mental picture of Yitzhak Shamir naked. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> work your way through it, sir. Work your way through it. Um, I, Better I, than gold in my ear naked. <laughs> oh. Uh, God. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm constantly amazed and... Uh, and baffled by uh, how uninformed people are. Uh, 
Nelson Mandela and the ANC have always professed to be of socialist leanings, for lack of a better word. I don't like to put terms on anybody, communist, socialist, whatever. They've always advocated the overthrow of the government in Pretoria by force, if necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, Mandela, when he was released, uh, made speeches to that effect. Um, why, why then the reaction? Why then the... Because people, it's politically correct to feel that way now. The, see, this whole thing by the politicians, by these local mayors and other politicians who are up in arms about this, um, elections are coming up in November. These people are seizing on an issue. They're trying so they, to buy some they votes. They think the public wants them to react. Of course. Them. Of course. They don't care. Morals have never stood in the way of, of getting people's votes in this country, especially. <laughs> and, uh, and I agree with Stan 100% on that. I mean, these guys will do anything, and they will sell anybody out for a vote. Uh, our country has wanked civil rights abuses around the world forever, and whenever it was in their best interest, uh, what are, be it uh, politically or, or monetarily, to do so. But let me ask you a question. If he had not stuck his foot in his mouth and made this statement about the PLO, Fidel Castro, etc., would we still be hearing the kind of calls we're getting? Would there still be the concern about the... The violence? No, probably not. The no, violence? Probably not at all. Not either. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating, not. isn't it? Uh, you know, for people and, and also these politicians would have missed a good opportunity to seize on a, on a, a non-issue. And then you have Absolutely. all these people who are professing such great concern, you know, perhaps the, the demagogues or what have you. I may be using that word incorrectly. You have all the people who are who are all of a sudden concerned now that, yeah. now that Mandela is coming to Miami. Maki Mandela was here several months ago. I went to see her at Miami Dade North. How many of these callers did? How many people are concerned enough about what's going on in the world that they... That they have an opportunity to see the daughter of a major leader who lived there knows what's going on, has experienced it herself. To, to see her, I would say why should one they? percent I mean, a lot of many. people don't vote. Uh, oh, absolutely. People and politicians in particular are concerned with their own agendas and really. So you have, think Suarez would have showed up to bask in the limelight? Oh, absolutely. Had, had it been politically correct, had he not added so. Fidel Castro? Had it been politically correct to do so, he would have been right there with bells and keys and. Uh, <laughs> you know, and the key has not been molded. Sir. Every other thing that he could get his grubby little paws on, you know, whatever it's going to take to get, uh, you know, his, his constituency out to the voting uh, booth. Mm -hmm. That's that's really the, where the bottom line lies in this whole thing, I believe. Well, Wouldn't it you. be interesting to find out whether our new uh, Hispanic Congress congresswoman attended the uh, the speech this morning? Oh, I'm sure, oh, really? I'm sure she did. And oh boy! I, I assume you folks read Robert Steinbeck's column in the Herald this morning. Fabulous! I brought it with me in it case was, you guys didn't read. It was excellent in case you didn't. And there's some yeah, other good cool. things in the in the viewpoint section about this whole this whole business. I know. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Nice Bye -bye. talking to you. Um, we'll have to see tomorrow if she did. Or, or not attend. A lot of people boycotted that. A lot of uh, politicians did boycott that. And they were vocal. In fact, I can't remember. I kept hearing... Donner or somebody from California was the didn't one hear they were using. About uh, didn't hear any, no. any a voice bit on her. But he was an idiot. See, there's so many... <laughs> no, there's so many <laughs> members... He was an idiot. No, this is a great thing. I used to... When I was in Germany in, in, in the army, we used to listen to Radio Moscow because it had good music. And I was always amazed that they were able to take uh, voice cuts out of United States Congress people who were serving and use it to their particular, to, to make a point with regard to Russia mm -hmm. with, with their politics. And I had a discussion with that about a couple of friends, and they, they were smarter than I, I was at the time. They said, look, <laughs> there's, there's 400 and some members, mm -hmm. and out of them, you're going to get all kinds of people. So this guy that they used the sound bites on yesterday, who was saying that it was, uh, you know, he, he was using very strong language. Mm -hmm. 
you know, okay, you don't, you, you're not going to attend the speech. You don't think Mandela should have been given the invitation in the first place. Fine. You couch the language a little diplomatically, and you come out smelling like a rose. This guy comes out smelling like an idiot. You know, Hot 105 is broadcasting the speech live. That's incredible. 9 a.m. Thursday. That's a pretty bold step. Now, did Isley make that decision? He was part of the decision. I don't know actually who made the decision, but certainly, you know, Keith is our program director. I'm really Keith amazed that they're going to do that. We know that the TV stations will be broadcasting his whole visit. You know, so forget your soap operas. And the protests yeah. outside. It, it, is, it is absolutely a, a world event, whether you like it or you don't. And it's important. And if people want to be informed and want to know what's going on and want to know what, he, what else he's going to say, th then you listen to the speech or you go to it or you read it. Well, you can't go to it. It's closed. Right, right. You hear it then. Um, again, we were talking before, Miami is the only leg of the trip. It's the shortest leg of the trip. And it's also the one where he is he's not uh, reaching any people other than the ones in the convention. Mm -hmm. There is no open forum for him to address a crowd of people. And we had a couple of callers this morning that were going to make it a point to see if they could catch a glimpse of him or, or somehow be close to where he is. Well, there's this rally afterwards at Gwen Cherry Park. And I hadn't heard at the station before I left whether or not he was actually going to make an appearance there or not because he's got a very tight schedule, this and that. But I think that's one of the only only ways people can see him unless they see him coming in. I don't. Leaving. I don't think he'll be there. I saw his schedule. I was listed in the paper, and he's uh, making the speech, and then like out to the airport in and, out, huh? and, uh, mm -hmm. and into Detroit tomorrow night. Or, yeah. uh, Is he Thursday actually? Night. He's overnighting in Atlanta, and then he's coming down here, and then boom, right out. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. We've got to take a break here, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, News Talk Radio six ten W I O D. Uh -huh. what? Now, you didn't eat a donut this morning. No, I didn't. You realize that? Well, is there one Great left? Great self-restraint. Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll eat all three. Maybe <laughs> no, well, maybe. I'll one. I'll pass. Well, we'll we may eat all three and knock you down. Morning, take so. them all. Donuts are the Stan's worst thing. contribution to the when show you, was, uh, was donuts this morning. They're so good. When you do on the morning shift, donuts are the worst possible. Oh. Donuts and coffee used no. to kill me when I did morning shift. I can't do coffee. heartburn. I don't drink coffee. I can't drink coffee. That was it. I love donuts. I love everything that's bad for you. <laughs> Just name it, and I like it. Oh, it's almost. We're almost closing up the one to two hour here. I'll take a couple of more calls, and then we're history. Hey, Mindy, I met you once. You did? Yeah, you know Lynn Friedman? Sure. Yeah, I met you over at uh, where she works one time. Oh, okay. Yeah, you sound just as good as you look. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Hey, Stan. What? Does he sound just as good as he looks, sir? <laughs> hey, Stan, it's pretty hard for you to get a word in edgewise there with those two Jewish ladies, eh? That's fine. They're we having a good time. We have such a bad reputation. Let's call it, two, let's call it two live Jews. Oh, no. Hey. And Stan. Hey. Hey, no, just a little joke. <gasps> yeah, so listen, pretty little, sir. Little you know that guy that called in about the rockers and Mandela and you cut him off? He was just... talking about Van Zandt and that whole Sun City thing. Oh, okay. Well, I guess after playing all that drivel you play, you forgot about real rock and roll, eh, Mindy? Oh, well, we don't play drivel, sir. <laughs> At least he did it politely. <laughs> he tried, he tried. At least he did it politely. And on that note, we've got Shane Thomas on the news coming up. We're going to say goodbye and see you again tomorrow. Don't forget tonight, the Yankees versus the Brewers at 735. And right after the news, Rick and Suds on News Talk Radio 610. Clean and <laughs>